horror movie podcast episode 110 110 110 110 thank you 110 no wait a minute now it's okay well, no. 109 isn't okay, but 110 I, is good. I'm glad you said 110 because now I won't go hello, hello as my intro anymore. <laughs> oh, so as long as you start doing 110 and 111, it's hello, hello every show. You know what? <laughs> I, I've come around to hello, hello now. <laughs> oh, man. You know why? Because it's a gag on this show. It started off over there and I thought yeah. it was ridiculous. Now it's a comic bit. So when it comes up now, it's fucking. Now I associate it with this show. Yeah, I used to associate right. it with that. Want a gag? Uh, <laughs> look at this guy. Look at him. I thought you were getting a haircut. Right. What do you do? What do you take off one inch? What are you talking about? Look at this. <laughs> you should have taken more off, homie. It looks no, nice though. I never take off more than I need to. <laughs> <laughs> looks good, man. It looks good. All joking yeah, aside. It does look good. Yeah, I was getting used to the fucking. We're talking just before when we were pre-gaming, uh, just getting warmed up, and Dave was fucking around with his headphones again. Uh, we were yeah. talking about Christopher Lloyd. You were starting to look like Christopher Lloyd for the Back to the Future fucking Yes. Yeah. The AirPod Golden Retriever uh, incident. <laughs> golden Retriever. Oh, man. Golden Receiver, sorry. Oh, 110. Okay. That's nine episodes now as, we went, as we've become patron exclusive, and they've gone by like that. Or 10, 10 episodes. Well, this is the 10th. Yeah, it's right. 10. It's How about 10. that? I just counted on my fingers because he's like nine, even right. though I'm on 10. I'm like, I'm like, do you not count the zero year? <laughs> One of those. Zero. <laughs> How about that, though? 10 shows. I, yeah, I don't know. I was thinking 109. I don't know what the hell. We just said 110. Made a bunch of jokes yeah. about it. And I'm here 109, 109. I think he got COVID. I think it went through his tooth hole. <laughs> oh, I don't even want to talk about this, man. Two weeks. <laughs> oh, we've got you with the flipper. Don't worry. Your flipper will be four days. Your flipper? What are you, a dolphin? They call him flipper. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's the tooth of the retainer. I'm going to have like, a, like a, be old man winter here. Just hey. to get me through until they fix the fucking crown and the implant. You skunk prick He's, he's like, I got to get in. I need my tooth fixed. And the dentist is like, <laughs> Flipper it is. If anything looks like a fucking skunk, it's this prick with that haircut. Look at him. The Jay Leno motherfucker over here. <laughs> I can't joke about that because my, my hair, as long as it is, this I got a couple of gray strands coming down. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Here. I, oh, I I'm salt pepper. I'm, I'm salt pepper. I'm, just I'm you can't see. It. That looks good, man. It looks, <laughs> look, it looks good. It does look good. I'll give you that. Absolutely. You know, you're back to uh, back to normal. Back to reality. As normal Dude, as you can be. I actually, it's almost like a, I actually <laughs> felt a difference after I got my hair cut. Like my head genuinely oh, felt lighter. Felt lighter? Yeah, <laughs> it did. It really did. Wow. I wonder how my head feels then. Holy shit. When she, was, my hair. When she was sleeping up all my hair, I said, I'm going to take that home and make a merkin. <laughs> did we crack that merkin joke earlier? <laughs> I can't remember. It's always the same joke. Only in a merkin. Oh, American <laughs> joke. American. Here's what make I want. Make American great again. <laughs> make American make American make American gray again. <laughs> Brilliant! Oh. Wow. Can you bag human hair and will it live? That's my question. Will it live? I mean, well, you, you can bag. Want... You can bag anything. Well, but will it like live? A tagline for a movie. Well. 
the reason I am. Bag human hair and will it live? It's just because of the um. What what one of the movies we watch where it's uh, just, maniac? Oh, right, I'm hand. not talking about the maniac scalp. I'm just saying. No, I just thought you said she said like, where he says the Frank makes a comment that the hair is the only part of the body that doesn't die. Doesn't he say that? He does say something like that, doesn't he? That's why I thought I you brought. That's where you got it from. No, I didn't. I I was just no because if you were talking about the hair, if you took the hair and put it somewhere, would it just stay good? On your chin, chin, chin. Well, they make wigs out of real hair, so I would think so. Although okay. they probably they probably treat that hair. Well, I asked because when you okay, this is why I re- this is what I was thinking of. I didn't want to get into it, but he needs a, he needs a new merkin. Don't <laughs> get a ball when, throw going. <laughs> <laughs> no, well the thing is, when we had to put Pepita down, one of the things they do when they come over to your house is you have to the, 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 people sh- like to shave, shave, take a little bit of, of you know your pet's hair and they put it yeah. in a little thing, right? So we have this little thing of her hair, and it's with her ashes in a box and some other things, and it's in the house. And I looked at it only one time, just because I was curious, you know what I mean? And I said, let me look at this hair. And I look at it, and it's, it looks exactly the same way it did while, while she was alive. So my question is, I guess, obviously, the animal hair is, is intact. Is, is it, It's got to be the same for human, huh? For some reason, I just figured hair would just, I don't know, dissipate somehow I, if it was cut off a person. I think... I thought, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I thought Christian was going to no. be a dick and say, I think we should get into our first review. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I was trying to think back to, there's a complaint about, and I don't know how this came to my head, Terminator. And the whole thought of the discussion of if, when they went through that the whole time shift thing, it, that they, they, make, they make question or they question that only living flesh or living tissue can make it through. I might be getting that backwards. And then someone said that then they should have come out without fingernails and hair. Or maybe it was vice versa. Well, I know fingernails do grow. Vice versa with Judge Reinhold? Yeah. (laughs) You remember that? Came out the same year as like Father Like Son when they had all those like Switcher movies. I love those movies. How about 18 again? Anybody remember that one? Yes, 18 again. George Burns? Yeah, George Burns. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was 18, all at the same time. Yeah. 81. Wow, my dad's 81 now. Maybe. Oh man, if only they could find a way. George man. Burns. Yeah. Oh, heavenly, was he in a whole heavenly dog? No, that was Dougley. He was an oh god. Oh god. Oh god. Oh, oh god, god you Bukum. devil, not oh heavenly dog. An oh god, you devil. Right. What's oh heavenly god. <laughs> oh heavenly dog. I think Christian just realized he's dyslexic. Yeah. <laughs> right. Is there really a movie called Oh Heavenly Dog? Yeah. I'm almost positive. Wait, I gotta look it up now. <laughs> oh, heavenly dog. There, I'm positive there is. Is all, your Lord a God? All, all oh, heavenly dogs go to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> There's oh, heavenly dog. There is? Okay, it's something. Like wait, wait, wait. No, I, I'm just saying it in general. <laughs> I don't know. Is your Lord a God or is your God a dog? That's my question. It's a public enemy. Yeah, oh, heavenly dog, 1980. Is George Burns in it? <laughs> uh, no, Chevy Chase. Really? Joe Camp. Yeah, oh, Heavenly Dog. I thought I was... Heavenly uh, Chase. Oh, Heavenly Dog. Wow. Heavenly Chase, Gene Seymour, B, Ben Gene? Did you I say Chevy Chase? Chevy Chase. Maybe I did say Chevy. And, and Gene Seymour. Or is it Jane Seymour? What did I say? Did I say Gene? Or are you just Jane hearing... Gene Seymour was alive in 1980? Jane Seymour. Oh, Heavenly Dog. Oh. Can, can, can you find it anywhere? Oh, Heavenly Dog. That's the question. Oh, God, an Oh, Heavenly Dog double feature on 1011. Imagine that if we did the Old God trilogy, as it was, it was, you put it out there for a trilogy, you know, nobody would take it, but, you know. <laughs> we should just put out a random group of films that isn't even horror. 
No, Let people don't want to hear that. We tried it. It doesn't work. How we do you spell it. heavenly? H-E-A-V-A-N-L-Y or E-N-L-Y? E-N. E-N. That's where I did. It didn't come up. Okay. Yeah. So it's you can't stream it anywhere. When you see anywhere. the picture, you'll be like, oh, yeah. Really? Let's see. Oh, heavenly dog. Oh, heaven. Chevy Chase. Jane Seymour, Ben Jean. Who's Ben Jean? Well, that's ben- what I just said. And then you guys made fun of me for saying Chevity. Wait, Jean. isn't Ben Jean the dog? Yeah, Ben G. It's Ben G's kid. Oh. Ben, G. <laughs> ben Jean. <laughs> it's gotta be. Any <laughs> relation to Vagine? <laughs> it's a 5.4. Oh, it it's a Benji. Yeah. It's actually the Benji dog. See? Ben Jean. Benji, a.k.a. Browning. Wow, this dog's got a million fucking gimmicks here. Wow. So Benji really was a, a dog that wasn't only in the Benji movies, but also made his way or her way around, you know, other movies. Because there was three movies, and there's Oh God, Oh God, You Devil Book, book Two, Book Two, and Oh, and God, you oh devil. God, You Devil's Book Three. I don't oh, know. And yes. and no, and no food of the Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> And and the curious case of Benji Button. <laughs> no, it's become the new Ghost Dad reference. He's mentioned No in like every episode. <laughs> ghost Dad, I love oh, Ghost Dad. Ghost Dad, Guar, Guar's been coming up a lot lately. Guar, Ghost Dad, yeah, a lot of No. And Oh Heavenly Dog. Was there a sequel to Oh Heavenly Dog? It could be another like uh, one of those crazy sequels, like Mannequin Two on the Move. It was Benji uh, the Hunted. <laughs> my Heavenly Dog Two. On the move. <laughs> the Hunted. Do you, remember, do you know Benji the Hunted? No. That's what is a it? Benji movie. The Hunted. I don't know anything about Benji. I didn't really watch Benji's movies. I didn't watch oh, Benji, Lassie, none of those dogs. I didn't watch. Oh, Heavenly Dog. Look at yeah. that. I remember that now. So, yeah. Oh, oh. God. There was Oh, God. Benji. I, I had no idea that was the dog's name. That's funny. It's Benji. Murder it's... Detective. Wow. He's, oh, see this? It's a real. Oh, that's why you're talking about it. Oh, Heavenly Dog is like a, a like those movies you're talking about earlier, 18 again, and vice versa. That's and, why he brought it up. Right? That's literally why he. Brought I don't it know up. where it came from. I forgot. My memory doesn't work. He left. He left. <laughs> I just forgot. I, I forgot the reason. A murder detective avenged must avenge his murder after he is reincarnated as a dog. Wow. So is it Chevy Chase's voice? Or is he I even... haven't fucking seen it since I was a kid. I just, okay. I just remember the name and the and the and the thing. Actually, I believe I, don't know why I'm ben, so mad. I believe <laughs> Ben Jean. I believe Ben Jean voices Chevy Chase. <laughs> it is him, Browning. Chevy Chase. The character's name is Browning, and then it says Ben Jean, Benji, aka Browning. So Chevy Chase's voice coming out of a dog. Oh, that's cool. I want to rewatch this. It's been a long time. We should remake it. We should do that. And, and Christian's voice can come out of the dog. Imagine that. Old Heavenly Dog Book 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you about the Old God trilogy. Because I used to watch it a lot when I was a kid. There was Old God, the first one, with John Denver. He was the star. And George Burns. The second one is... is John is Denver, over- the singer? Yeah. The singer. Yep. Rocky got- Mountain High. Okay. Yeah. So anyway... um. Country Roads. Take, Take me, home. me home. Yeah. To a place I belong. Yeah. West Virginia. Mountain Mama. Mama. <laughs> Take me home. Country road. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's a, that's a jam. So, uh, oh God, book one. Or no, this, oh God was John Denver and George <laughs> Burns. Okay. John Denver didn't believe in God or something, whatever. And then God shows up, it's George Burns. Oh God, book two is often overlooked. 
because of the success of Oh God, You Devil, which was the runaway hit. And there's a reason why. But Oh God, Book Two was about this this girl, like this young girl, maybe 10 years old or something, and God came to her. And, and I used to watch that all the time when I was a kid, more than all of them. I really liked it, but it's overlooked. And, and, and the third one was called Oh God, You Devil. Freddy's Dead. You know why? <laughs> no, it really is a good one. Oh God, You Devil, George Burns plays God and the devil in, in the same it's like, movie. Yeah. It's you cool. Know, it's like it's almost like it's if John Rhodes was God. Because it's like a cigar <laughs> chopping the <to> God. <laughs> yeah, how about that? Maybe imagine yeah. that John Rhodes was God in a movie. In our movie, <laughs> yeah. He could do it, he could walk on. Yeah. I think Dusty Rhodes should be God in our movie. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes is gone. Dusty Rhodes, take me to a place. Cody Rhodes, maybe, or Dustin Rhodes, possible. That that'd be good. Gold Dust can come in. Oh, anyway, we're, we're going <laughs> how, about, off. how about Gold Member? <laughs> I subscribe to a horror podcast, God damn it! <laughs> That's oh, the shit. listener's voice chiming in right now. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks. Ten shows in now since we've been exclusive to you guys, brought to you by by you wonderful folks. And uh, wow, it's yeah. been ten shows, and I got to tell you, it, it really is the greatest thing we ever did. I, I think oh, we can all agree on it. Awesome. I love it. I agree. It. Yeah. Yeah. It, 100%. Uh, I wouldn't change it for anything. If anybody ever asked, that's what I'm going to say. I, I, I'm so glad we did it. Well, you know, we, we don't have to be out in the uh, in the crazy online world as much. I mean, I'm not. I'm just in, in the group. Huh? The, yeah, the, we got the group. Ch- and we got, yeah, the group chat with everyone in it. That's a great chat. I'm happy. Yeah. There's a perfect ad for Patreon that sums it all up, which you just, and it, it's another podcast. And she says, when I went this route, it was the best thing I could do to to have like you know 300 dedicated listeners. She'd rather have that in a small community and no drama and everything great as opposed to thousands of listeners and all the bullshit that comes with it. And right. that sums it up perfectly. We've got a great community here, and, and and I think you know what there's a lot of love and and I hope everybody's experiencing that. And we'll make, we're always going to make jokes. That's what we do. That's our show. So. I mean the oh that Rob G thing that you posted with me, uh, that picture that you put on the page, fucking hilarious, <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, it was a Rob G. I think I watched the Ron Maniac. I watched the uh, I watched the new one and I, with Dave's shirt. I, I guess we were supposed to watch the Tom Savini one. Yeah, Uh-oh. apparently. Well, yeah. let me tell you this. Do you know that this shot appears in that movie? It does in the car reflection. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Was, isn't it awesome? Great homage a great homage i thought that was awesome like they did a lot of th- well we'll get to it yes we will but Let's i will review it now yeah. if you Rated. didn't know that i was putting it out there but what a great time to have it was almost like a perfect time for us to do this and maybe not financially yeah. for everybody but i mean as far yeah. as getting away from uh, the craziness of, of, of what's going on in the world and so many things and we just got one now we just got an email literally like like right before we came on when we were pre-gaming okie paint master has just signed up to to the Patreon, so welcome. Yeah, welcome. I look um, Ryan. And thank you. Yeah, yeah thank yeah, you. And, and with the news of horophilia going like uh, like being shut like pr- going down, uh, you know, Jason Lloyd just saying that it, it's going to be done come what February? Yeah. Yeah, Probably. next February. Yep. So, I mean, it, it makes sense. I don't know what's going to happen with yeah. TJ F thirteen. Well, what he's uh, gonna do? Well, we'll put it's it on okay. this I, I was thinking of just putting it all the. Brandon, I don't need a like you to interject. Right I now. was just gonna ask. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm he, sure somebody's gonna start a network. He knew. He yeah. saw my. He saw my eyes get big. He's like, 
I don't need to be on a network. I was on pay, Podbean before. And then once we started this show, I, I said, oh, maybe it just makes sense to transition the show over. Why don't you go to Mr. Back go to to Mr. Bean. Go to Mr. Bean. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> when they cut your hair, did they cut out your sense of fucking humor? <laughs> you know what jo- you can do? All my jokes were tied to my hair. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. Like yeah, Samson. like Samson. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk to Samson. <laughs> He's Samsonite. That's who this guy is. <laughs> Samsonite. It was right here on the luggage. See? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. So what were we saying? Oh, TGIF. You know, all you got to do is when the time comes, just put up a thing saying, hey, we're not going to be on this network. Follow us here. Or join another network. Because you know everybody... show once this year, I think, at least first. Well, fine, then do it. Release a show. For that, that can, you can release one show just as an announcement. Just the two of you bullshitting for 10 minutes. Another clip show? Friday the 13th, this might happen. Another clip show. There's a rumor about a fucking comeback on Blumhouse. Bullshit about the the franchise for fucking 15 minutes. Unplug. Say, okay, we'll see you on this network or on this place when the time comes. And that's it. Just put it out there. That's what I would do. Do it while you got the horophilia action on there while people are going to be listening. Because when it goes down, everyone's going to be scrambling. They're going to, these guys are going to try to go to Legion. These guys are going to try to create their own network. Something else is going to happen. And hopefully half the shows will just fucking retire. And then, I'm not you know. scrambling, and that was it. Like, I mean, I guess Vincent and I have to look at it and say, are we happy with what we've done, or do we want to keep going? At the rate we're going, if we had to put out two shows a year, I think we could continue the show. Why not? But I would like to have it a little bit more consistent. Of course. Why wouldn't you? Sure. Do yeah. it. Do it. But it really is the perfect time to be in the position we're in, because the internet's going crazy right now. Everything's fucking a mess. Everything's, I mean, oh, I, what about that I fucking w- shit? Go ahead. Go ahead, see. I just wanted to... Uh, do like a public apology because I know Heather listens to the show. Heather, she reached out like a month, a month and a half ago and said, Uh-oh. hey, would you and Vince be interested in doing Blood Quantum? Because I think I think that's the name. The Canadian horror film that was on Shudder, but not Canadian Shudder. But that one. Well, fuck you. Blood- fuck you. Because let me tell you something. What? Fuck. Because fucking Canadian Netflix got the fucking, the last ride, the freaking Chicago Bulls fucking basketball story. And we didn't oh, get yeah. it. Fuck yeah. you. I, so I, you deserve to fucking get ripped off. Because uh, what the fuck? Why would, why should Canada get the Chicago Bulls story and I can't fucking get it here? Because we had it on ESPN. That's why. Well, who gives a fuck? I, I don't have ESPN. I have Netflix. You need I'm just I've watched, I've watched it four times over. <laughs> <laughs> he's, watching it, he's watching it right now while we record. I've since seen it. I, 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 yeah, I, I signed into YouTube. Put the Chicago Bulls story on. <laughs> I got it on YouTube. I signed up for the, the free trial for a week, and I and I fucking you know went through it, and it was amazing. But I was like, how the fuck does Canada have it, and we don't? This is a fucking. We'll, we'll play it so you can hear it through my microphone. <laughs> Imagine if they had the story of fucking the Edmonton Oilers. They had a special about the Gretzky years at Edmonton, but it wasn't available in Canada, only in fucking Netflix in the states. How would you feel? Okay, it would be stupid. Just uh, I, I and again, it's not the exact same thing, but I think Blood Quantum and be say a Canadian horror film not being shown on Shutter seems weird. Maybe they again, it's all about the distribution and how they or, arrange it and whatever. It just seemed weird to me. However, the apology is to Heather because we said eh, maybe in like two weeks, three weeks we'll do it. I still have not watched it. I'm almost positive Vince hasn't watched it, and we have not recorded it. So Heather, I'm sorry. Uh, that's me. I'm. I'm not. I. I would like to lie and say that I'm. I'd always be like, yeah, let's do it, and we're gonna get it done. But no, a lot of times I'll say, yep, yeah, interested, and then shit goes on. So I apologize. Let's make it up to Heather. Let's yeah. make it up to her by telling her that that, that she could be the winner of the date with Brandon. <laughs> Ooh. 
Nice. We could maybe do that, but then again, is, is that the prize? I don't want to <laughs> <Is> be. <laughs> I don't want to be unfair. Likes that, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be unfair to anyone else listening. This is your. This is the last call. If Thank anybody you, wants Scott. to go on a date with Brandon, let us know at the end of the before show. Well, one eleven is your fucking deadline. But what we'll do is we'll give. Here's what we'll do. We'll give Heather two numbers in the pot. You know, it's gonna be drawn out of a hat. Heather can get two because of everything that's happened with you, and, and this should be nice. You know, uh, and everyone else just gets one. And whoever gets drawn out of the lucky hat gets the date with me. The lucky hat. And then yeah, Lucky's going to draw it. If Heather wins, she goes out with Brandon, and then Scott can come along and he can play with Brandon's hair. Get, like, the bag of hair that he took and just, you know, make a little different molds on his head with it and whatever. He was interested in that, too, I think. You should have given the Merkin to Scott. He could have been jerking your Merkin, you know? <laughs> Heather, one time will do something, even if it's not this movie. Plus, Vince and I were very worried that we weren't going to be socially conscious and we were going to say things that were very inappropriate while talking about that movie. Uh-oh. She was thinking, you know, it's a good Canadian. It has, a, like, you know, its roots in Canada and we've got to talk about it. And Vince and I were texting back and forth going, okay, yeah, good. We'll get into it. But she, was, she goes, but we're going to be, are we going to be okay with this? Because all our show, okay. no differently than this show, we, we kind of just throw the jokes out there. They're not always the most appropriate. They're, They're not the most socially conscious. Yeah, but in this environment, you got to kind of worry because now everything, you, you can't be called the Dixie fucking chicks anymore. You're, you're done, right? You're right. How about that shit with Split? You see what they're doing? Yeah. Did I, you hear I, this? I, I saw a post. I didn't read the post. I just you saw the tagline, and I'm like, I don't even know if I want to read it. I got a text, and basically it's this. Because the guy in Split, you know, he has a DID, Dissociative Identity Disorder. He has that. They're trying to take it down. That they want to petition that because it, it casts a, a bad image of people with that. So what? This is I told you. Let's we're gonna remake that. Except all the personalities are gonna be horrible racial stereotypes. So it'll be like <laughs> a white guy, but then one of his split personalities is like a, a black guy, a yes. Mexican, an Italian guy. Yes, you're right. Yeah, a Chinese. A yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know, of course, that's you. Well, everybody, we said well, Italian. Italian too. <laughs> Hey, what's the matter, you, you motherfucker, you? Oh, now that, see, there you go. That would be, that could be, not would be for me, but that could be a legitimate thing that would be offensive. If they all did that and they all talked in different fucking, this guy, he talked like he was a ghetto fucking black slang and this guy talked like fucking Yiddish Jewish slang and whatever, and everyone did their thing. and it was. Awesome. But, that, but that I could see being considered offensive. I could see it. Would I be offended? No, I'd find humor in it. But I could understand a petition to remove that. But someone trying to remove the, the split is like me, me and you, Christian, saying, well, um, let's get rid of the Sopranos and the Godfather and Goodfellas because that, that paints fucking Italians in a negative light. Hey, everybody's Mr. Mafia, just like a movie yeah, we'll talk about Yeah, we're all tonight. mafia. We're all mafioso. <laughs> Beautiful right. scene. That scene is amazing. It is a great I'm scene. Yeah, it's every- true, though. I mean, like, that... It drives me crazy. We're talking about Gone with the Wind. Nuts. Like a couple episodes. It's like, where does it end? Like, you fucking crazy? I mean, there's there's being sensitive and there's just reality. I mean, come on. This is the focus. (laughs) Instead of everything else going a big bleached asshole. I make a joke, but it's true. Everything has to be sanitized. Squeaky, squeaky, tongue and cheeky. (laughs) (laughs) And ghosts are assholes. It doesn't matter what happened to a ghost before they died. They all usually end up being assholes, and it doesn't mean that. Because well, you know, I was thinking about, I was listening to, um, I was listening to Heather and Scott, and Heather says that um, she doesn't like the um, Bailey. Get out of here! 
She doesn't like the, uh, sorry. We have the cat stuff down here now, right? The, right. Cat's, the cat's room is down here now. Of course, this fucking dog who would eat everything in God's universe if she could because she knows the food is down here. It's coming down the stairs eating the cat food and, of course, getting yep. sick. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> that's why that happened. Dogs are, love that. I've eaten anything that gets in my way. Oh, she would eat a fucking a, a baby's ass through a park bench. A baby's ass to a park bench. <laughs> Wait, is this some sort of like thing that we should know about, like cock of the walk? I've never <laughs> heard that expression used. You've never, never heard baby's ass to a park bench? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually a line from one of my very favorite movies, Neighbors, with, with Belushi and Aykroyd. Okay. So anyway, that that's just where that came from. But anyway, Heather, who I love and adore, say, and I'm gonna, she may not agree with what I'm gonna say. She said something about how she doesn't like the um. Movies that take place in an asylum, you know, because the, the ghosts come out and they kill and it's all this other stuff. And it's because it, it portrays people with mental disorders as being killers and this and that. And, and p- most people that have mental disorders are less likely to be killers. They're, they're mostly afraid. And I get that. But keep this in mind. And I, I was going to message it to her and I forgot, but since it's, it's on my mind now, in those movies, usually when they're going to... episode. Sorry. <laughs> it's the Heather Sode. Yes. So now... When usually when you watch those asylum movies that take place in the asylum, Thailand movies. In most asylum? cases, who? Thailand. Thailand. Thailand asylum. What? Silent. Silent <laughs> asylum. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the movies that take act. place in asylums, usually, what they end up saying is that those inmates were mistreated. Isn't that usually whether all oh, this happened? This they shocked them. They did this. They did all this shit. Not every single one, but in oh. most cases. The inmates were mistreated, so that would pretty much give them a reason to be fucking pissed off ghosts. They're rubbing their feet on the carpet, and they're ru- going up to each other and touching each other. Oh, you shocked me. <laughs> Quit shocking me. <laughs> but don't you think I have a point there? Isn't it usually the motif in those things? That it they is. were mistreated? No, he's right. Neglected? He's right. You're right. It's usually the asylum was run by a crazy doctor, mistreated by nurses. It's run down. It's dirty. It's always that the patients are mistreated in those films. Yeah. So and getting back to ghosts, ghosts aren't going to be allowed to wear white sheets anymore because it's got a connotation <laughs> with the KKK. So you're right. They're going to wear gray scared. sheets and they're going to be called gray ghosts, but now they're going to have a bunch of Weimaraners running around. No, they're going to have rainbow things and they're going to be called gay ghosts. <laughs> so that would be offensive too. That would be, they love it. You'll, they'll assume that you want all gay people dead. Oh, that's true. You've got oh, right. you to think of every avenue here. Yeah. You're right. This is true. So basically, we can just make movies when everybody, anybody that's a bad guy, I guess they're going to have to be multi, uh, multi everything. They're going to have to be bisexual, so they're not gay or straight. They're going to have to be, uh, they're going to be like a mixed child, like my daughter. She should be, she could be her. She could be. They could be a total mutt. They may as well be fucking, you know, black, white, fucking Chinese. Uh, Lebanese, every fucking thing you can think of. Lebanese. All you have to say is, in the description of our movie, you just say a social commentary, and everything's forgiven. Oh. And That's the secret. You can and, be as racist and, and hateful as you want, as long as you say it's a social commentary. That's the way out. Wow. <laughs> no one's learned this yet. It's simple. Now, our show way, what's the is way a out social of this conversation? commentary. What's the way out of this conversation? Because just what? social commentary. I'm not saying we're gonna we want to be racist, but I'm saying that's the scapegoat of anything. You just that's the secret now. It's like, hey, you're ugly. <laughs> no offense. I mean, <laughs> you already said the offensive part. 
Right. Why did I just say that? So then, what I've noticed on on uh, social media is that to to do things that are like like that are kind of out of the norm, they always put a social commentary, as if they're they're we're going to document this. But really, at the end of the day, they're just, I I think it's just as bad. Can well, I break? Can I break up all this serious talk with a dad joke? Yeah, that of course. I, that, you I, can. that I heard that's really funny. Do it. Uh, the Flintstones. What's What's the difference between people in uh, Dubai and Abu Dhabi when it comes to the Flintstones? Dubai and Abu Dhabi? Abu Dhabi. Whatever the fuck. I don't know either place, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know. The people in Dubai do not like the Flintstones, and the people in Abu Dhabi do. (laughs) (laughs) Abu Dhabi do! I know! Come on, that's funny! It is funny! It's oh. a token dad joke. It's oh, Abu Dhabi do. <laughs> That's awesome. You Let me to, sum this you up. You have to put the end of you go, and the people of Abu Dhabi do. Right. <laughs> That's how you have to do the punch. Oh, no, that's Scooby, though. That's Scooby Dooby Doo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm wrong. It's Hanna Barbera. It's all from the same fucking universe. Right, a social uh, commentary. Why does, on- Shaggy, <laughs> why does Scooby like the Flintstones? Because Scooby Dooby Doo. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait a minute now. Okay, it was see. your idea to make it a Scooby joke. Fucking see what? Drunk. What did you just say, see, before he cracked the second joke? What was the last thing you oh, said? I said a social. A social. Talk. Okay. <laughs> just to, to wrap this up, there's two things I'm gonna say right now. When we put out our movie, when we put out our movie to sell tickets to it and everything and to get attention, it should be called Exploding Heads Horror Podcast Movie Colon. A social commentary. People would about, love to fucking see that. How about Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, colon, a social commentary? No, because it's, no, a, it's podcast a podcast movie. movie. Yeah, come on. No, it's got to be a horror day, movie so podcast a movie. H-M-P-M-M? The- E-double-H-M-P-M. <laughs> Why do you always seem to be, what are you worried about there? Brandon looks a little, uh-oh, social commentary. Why does that rub you the wrong way? Social commentary? No, I don't know. You just seem to be a, like... We're treading on bad area. I'm just saying it's not us in no, particular. Just I'm just saying that that seems to be what the uh, the way to get away with it. It's like the no offense after stating the offensive shit. <laughs> it's like yeah. my hate of using the N-word in place of the N-word. The N-word has now taken on that same power, in my opinion. I think you just you're have right. to erase it all. You just if get the, rid of it all. If the N-word you're referring to is next, I say we move on. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Well, look at it. Isn't every killer in a movie either crazy or evil? I mean, don't you have to be crazy to kill somebody or evil? Isn't it one or unless it's self-defense? So basically every murderer and every movie we're going to talk about, for example, Maniac, is he fucking evil or is he crazy? Are people mad because Maniac is portraying a fucking, a bad representation of Maniacs? I mean, seriously. (laughs) Yeah, I, that's what it, every killer in a movie is. Jason Voorhees. Are people coming out saying Jason Voorhees was um, a what do you call it? He was mentally slow. Whatever the fuck. Now you're making Jason. Now this is painting a fucking negative light on on people that are mentally challenged. Dude, let's that's, be honest though. All this social com- social commentary, all this negativity towards horror movies existed long before this latest movement. This latest movement of people changing their their band names and and this and that is just. Beyond absurd, but the horror mu- horror movie community has always been criticized for stuff like yep. this, and they did doors. 
and endures. Typically misogyny and, and, and whatnot. I mean, I can't even find Dixie Cups Especially anymore. the original Maniac. Sorry? To, I can't even find Dixie Just Cups anymore. Just Dixie Cups. <laughs> I can't. I'm like, where, where are the cups? They're like, what kind? I'm like, you know. You start, like, whistling the tune? <laughs> I'm not allowed to whistle Dixie. It's, easily as, it's easy as whistling Dixie. Right? Isn't that an expression? Can't say that anymore. A girl's really? only allowed to, to suck this is one news to me. She can't suck multiple I'm ca- I'm Dixies I'm joking. Anymore. You could probably say that. Oh. But it's it's got to, you probably have to edit it out of every Looney Tunes. Isn't like isn't that a big, you ain't just whistling Dixie anymore. Like they, I think they said it in every second episode of the Looney Tunes. You ain't just whistling Dixie. Yeah. yeah. They can't say this anymore? I didn't know that. When did this happen? Dixie's a thing now? I didn't know this. I have no idea. Only reason I know about Split is because it's horror-related, and because I got a text from uh, uh, Jamie. We were talking about me and Jamie and Jason and Alex. She brought it up. She said, did you hear about the Split thing? No, it's Dixie Dixie Chicks. Change your name to the Chicks. And then all the women are like, isn't that more offensive? Dixie's got a Southern connotation. (laughs) That's like Lady Antebellum. They changed the name to Lady A. To Lady A. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, Lady A and the chicks. And the chicks okay, is not only offensive to women, but it's offensive to baby chickens. I, I, <laughs> they're going to be burning records, books. They're going to erase fucking everything in the world is what's going to happen. And then what? Wow. I'll I tell you what, 100 years from now, the direction we're going in, I don't know what's going to exist. This podcast may not be able to be listened to. Seriously. We'll be, we'll be jerking bad. off to a blank canvas. <laughs> right. But I mean, I, I, we can't live on. You know what I mean? Well, whatever. The more I hear about it, now I'm getting disgusted. I can't believe that it's got to this point. And the funny thing is, I'm not one of these guys. I'm not a right winger. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a reason to point and say this. I'll tell you this, though. The conservatives ruined the fucking country in the 80s, and the liberals are ruining the country in the 2020s. That's it. And you know what really ruined the world? And I will not talk about it anymore. After 9-11, CNN and 24-hour news channels fucked up the world and that's why it's in the shape it did it's media if if we just sat and watched the six o'clock and the 11 o'clock local news none of this shit would be happening now so you can blame your fucking yeah, news yeah but i i actually take it to the the hard the hard copies that that those tabloid news shows i think that's the start of it 24 hour news you're probably right because they always had to have a scoop they had to have a story they had Times. to keep people watching but i think hard copy was the really the, the downfall of that and and shows of that ilk and then um social media of course and and how you can post whatever you want and and, and, and leslie like, vernon and the leslie vernon it was all you know the rise and fall you know <laughs> yeah the rise and fall well that's good at least it's something as brendan says next <laughs> yes ratings <laughs> I can't really? even play soccer anymore because I used to be a right wing, but now people are cursed at me. <laughs> right wing fucking bastard. That'd be a good hockey joke for Canada. You know? <laughs> it's, no, we have a wing store like like five minutes from here called White Right Wingers. I'm like, Uh-oh. I'm surprised they went with that name. I actually surprised they went with that name. I figured you you screwed yourself with half your uh, clientele. It should be called Center. <laughs> Did you say right? White Ringers? Yeah, yeah, white ringers. White ringers. Now, right. That's offensive. <laughs> that's offensive to, to colored people who do uh, laundry. <laughs> Why is it when he gets his hair cut, his face? Oh, there, there it is. I was going to say his face is a normal. There's no white glow from it. Suddenly he clicks one button. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are the, now. Are the social justice warriors done yet? I just yeah. realized. <laughs> fuck them. Fuck I, I just realized that now the word that's colored awesome. people can be used. For the LGBTQ whatever community because it's rainbow. So now they should be called colored people. Colors of the rainbow. 
How about that? We can bring it in. Of course, they may be somewhat defensive by that. Offense. What about colored bears? <laughs> <laughs> colored bears. <laughs> like black oh, bears. Why? Black bears are just bears. Black, black bear bears. is a band, by the way. Black bear. It's my daughter's favorite band. It's he might, he might have to change his name. To yeah. bear. Bear. <laughs> yeah, it'll be bear moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we better get on to these movies. Holy shit. Oh, man, what a fucking opening. <laughs> Again, we just did this two shows ago, too. Mod on. Oh. I think people like it, though. They get a kick out of it. And if they don't, uh, we had a few people leave. And I messaged them to make sure that wasn't the reason. And it wasn't. It was a couple different things. And, you know, nobody got offended. Luckily, the people that listen to us, you know, they know that where we sit politically is nowhere. At least me. I mean, I, I consider myself a, a centrist. You know what I mean? I'm going to look at it. It is what it is. But I obviously we're not three fucking conservatives, <laughs> you know. Just because we have a, a beef with how ultra PC everything is, doesn't mean that you know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, you can't even say you have a beef with people because it's offensive to vegans. <laughs> That's the way it's oh, gonna be. You're right. That that. But that, in all kidding, in all in all seriousness, that, it could be that way in a hundred years. <laughs> I will always crack jokes at the absurdity of it all. I agree with everything you guys, with everything you guys have said, but it's reached a point of absurdity i think these people i actually really believe that these these acts are coming forward and, and making these statements and changing their names because they want more attention why not when one of the dixie chicks when's the last time you heard them even brought up yeah i'm sure they still have a following but of course now they're gonna sell more records because they came out oh we're the dropping chicks. the dixie yeah come <laughs> on the chicks that, that can be offensive to feminists we're, we're females. We're women. We're not chicks. Chicks is derogatory. That's, that's what people in the 60s used to go, hey, chick. You know what I mean? They could yeah. be offended by that. I'm telling you, if, there, if there's a, a, a reason to be hey, offended. Hey, Dixie. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to be next? George Burns is going to be, he's got to yeah. change his name. You know what I mean? He's long since dead. Well, he can't be George Burns anymore because burn victims are offended by it. You know, we got to call <laughs> George Wet. You know? No, he's going to be George First Degree Burns. Not George a... George. Just like in our George, 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 George no, of got, the Jungle. We, we got that oh, yeah. George George. George, George guy. Our buddy. Yeah. Is that George T? He's back. Yeah. It might be George T. Yeah. Huh. Hey, yes. what are you doing over there? <laughs> I had a blanket here because Ginny sits on this thing and I have a blanket here. And so I, I realized that I sat down, the blanket's behind me. Now I'm getting hot, which is, a, you know, it's a sign of a good show. I'm getting hot because I got this on, I got this behind me. What are we starting with today? Oh, yeah. Are we going alphabetical? Or not alphabetical, uh, chronological. (laughs) Chronological? Sorry, not alphabetical. We're going to go autobiographical. I'll announce what the shows are for episode uh, 110. (laughs) Maniac Remake, by the way, from Jonathan. The Innkeepers from John Rhodes, a.k.a. George Burns. And (laughs) Street Trash from Derek B. And those are the shows. Them's the jokes. I oh. love Bra- I look at Brandon's face for street trash. I'm already oh, I worried. Wait, I can't wait to Here fucking we go. Oh, uh, we also have to say, you guys have spoken, and fuck you. We're just sticking with the head ratings. <laughs> <laughs> Four I'm, people, done. I'm done with the head ratings. people out of 100 like the head ratings. <laughs> Not only am I done with the head ratings, I'm actually done with the quarter ratings. <gasps> yeah, I, I say I agree. Fuck the quarter ratings. I'm if done with go the quarter back, ratings. I, if I say we're going, well, if I say, like I have a fucking <laughs> I say, say, I'm a fucking Canadian. If I say, yeah. what I say, Canadian uh, Trump. No, I will. 
the crumb. I'll go back to numbers. I have no problem with that. I I respect that. I understand it. But yeah, I think we've introduced too many fucking variables. Just seven, seven and a half, eight, eight and a half, nine, nine and a half. Have I given you enough examples? Uh, it could yeah. be two, two and a half. Two, two and a half. The three, bottom four. line is this: if you're stuck at a quarter rating, just decide by the end of your uh, at the end of the review, go one way or the other, go down or go up. Go so down. No more six point seven five. <laughs> oh, that's the sad part. How about six point seven five is the only one allowed? Exactly. Just because. I like. Just that. out of respect. Okay. Just like eight out of five is still around. You know what I mean? Out of respect to my creation, you know, <laughs> six point seven five can still exist. Every any uh, other quarter is flushed. Now, are we gonna go with both? Are we gonna go fucking uh, a number and head at the, the at the same time? I'll, I'll do it for for shits and giggles, and okay. I, I'm okay. Are we still? And again, I don't even care about the year-end show spoilers. Who gives a shit? Especially this year. This year what are you been, talking about? We haven't about? really been doing any new movies anyway. That's Not the fun. point. We were supposed to get back to you know the old new format, and that's where the uh, head ratings really came in useful. But uh, I think this yeah. year's been surprisingly okay so far. There's a lot out there. <sighs> There's a lot out there. There's about 40, 45 good films out there right now. You're gonna have to start giving. I've seen some good stuff, but I'm not. I'm not I know, but I, I'm saying, you know, because we haven't decided whether we're going to go top 20 or not. And I'm saying I've watched 35 films so far this year, and I have six films out of those 35. 35 is not a lot of films. I have six or seven that I'm happy putting in a top 20 right now. That's fine. Six or seven out of 20. That well, means you've got to have 13 more. Yes, but we're only in June 27th. Oh, we're, not, we're not even halfway through the year. I get you, buddy. I understand. I'm just saying the way it's going so far... Don't forget don't, the theaters are going to open back up and that we're going to get releases this hopefully, year. Hopefully. Hopefully. Like I said, this is the year of... of, uh, of Halloween eh. kills. That's all we're going to get. Oh, this God. Is, that's not making it. Oh, boy. Uh, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll just have to play it by ear. I watched 21 movies, and of those 21, I think 18 or 19 get a passing grade from me, which is fine, but I don't want to sit there and talk about a bunch of fucking 7 out of 10s. Seven out of tens are fine, but I've had a lot of them. They're just there. I don't need for, to highlight high school. for a top twenty. <laughs> for a top twenty, I feel like seven and a half is probably going to be the starting. It should be, but this year it won't be. But at the rate we're going, that's what I'm trying to say. Well, twenty-one movies not a lot watched. Don't forget, by the end of the year, when you hit eighty, you hey, might. You have, know me. You're going to hit I it strong in the second show. half. You're going to hit want, it strong in the second half. I hope so. I usually hit it strong in the second half too. So all well, I'm, I'm saying is, in my too. opinion, I don't think we could let up this year. We've been doing it for five years already. We can't. There's no way we could let it up just because okay. of a little COVID-18. I'm doing, I'm doing a top five, and that's it. <laughs> a top five? I'm going to do a, a top 6.75. How's that? <laughs> uh, Brandon, I'm doing it on a principle because of Brandon's reaction right now. Did he freeze? Oh, no. He's, he's, no. he's alive. <laughs> Mr. Freeze. I yes. wish I froze. <laughs> yeah, I'm willing myself to freeze. Hopefully, nobody freezes this episode. It'll be a freeze-free episode. That would be nice. Freeze-free this time, yeah. Because my daughter's not here today. I'm telling you, buddy, I'm, I'm chill. I'm not breaking up. You guys seem okay, so maybe we'll get a quality They're okay. show. They're okay. Okay, so uh, I guess we should get into these movies before we're old and gray. Yeah. All right, let's start with treat. Let's try that again. Tree trash. Tree trash? Tree trash. <laughs> Let's tree trash. That is offensive to all the landscapers out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all calling right. a mechanic a grease monkey. That's what you call landscapers tree trash. <laughs> <laughs> grease monkeys fucking tree trash over here. All right. Street trash from 1987. 
uh, directed by James Moreau. A liquor store owner yeah. sells alcoholic beverages to homeless people unaware of what the bottles actually contain. Toxic brew. brew. And that's it. There's really no plot <laughs> to this movie. There's but no there's... plot. It's like a week in the life of. And and I kind of like it for that. Yeah, there's a there's a soft plot, you know, with our main Bronson, uh, Bronson being a you know Vietnam vet who's gone crazy and uh, is trying to kill our favorite hobo. <laughs> <laughs> it it's fun. It's a slice of life. I remember reading a review about this, and I what, was hunting what this movie life, down. What life are you living? That this is a slice of your life. <laughs> so it's a street trash life, in Brooklyn. By you, by you guys. I don't like slice. Me. Let's just say this is a sprite of life. <laughs> <laughs> it's a slice of life it, is it's offensive a to sprite drinkers. The, uh, <laughs> I'm going a whole different thing. I'm going to the cola route. But the um, I I saw a review of this and the guy highly praised it. I'm like, I gotta track this movie down. I found a video cassette of it, in I believe when I was when we were in Hawaii, at a random video store because I made my parents. If we went into when we went into the town for like dinner or whatever like that, I'd be like, I'm just going to look around and there was a video store there and they had street trash and I convinced them oh. to sell me the copy. <laughs> wow. Because I wanted, I go, look, we're from Canada. I've been looking for this movie everywhere. I can't find it anywhere. And I think my parents had to spend 40 bucks American on, on the videotape used videotape back in, uh, 1990. Yeah, oh, man. 89, wow, that's, 90. That's yeah, cool. that's cool. <laughs> I gotta say this first time watch for me. I had the uh, the Blu-ray. I bought it years ago, and wow. uh, and finally got a chance to watch it. Finally got a chance. Finally decided to watch it. And uh, maybe gold's a strong word, but fuck, I laughed my ass off at this. Yeah, from start dialogue. to finish. Thank God. So Thank God. funny. Oh, so the dialogue is it, the script is witty as, as can be. Yes, it is. <laughs> it really is. Oh, this is so fun. many great jokes. There's so many great jokes, and whoever designed the costumes just gets just gets a you know a laugh for that. Everybody's wearing like sweatshirts. It's just like one sleeve. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was hilarious. I mean Polish that opening face. that opening <laughs> chase when he steals oh. the alcohol. Yes. And the, and the, it makes the guy crash the car, and then he, the guy's chasing him. Then all of a sudden, the guy's ahead of him. It's like the Goonies. It's <laughs> yes. like the big chase opening where they're like <laughs> trying the to get The guy was ahead of him. The guy yeah. was ahead of him. <laughs> oh, my God. The uh, You know, so Jim, uh, I'm going to just double check this, but I believe he was like uh, a steady cam operator or a part of the camera crew for James Cameron and worked on um, a lot of high-end Hollywood films. Oh really? Jim Moreau. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it looks Jim like Moreau. it. Moreau. Yeah, I believe he uh he's if you look at his credit list, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. He's oh, done yeah, a ton he's of He's got a fucking wow. He's got a really impressive list of films he's worked on. He's never done another well. movie. He's only done TV. I think after this for whatever reason. But this was based off a short film he did. So he did a, a short film, I guess got enough interest and money he's and on the blue. Even all producer these even all these TV shows he's doing of late of the last 10 years are popular, you know, well-received shows. And Bronson's still acting, too. Did you know that? You can see the camera Ooh. movement in this movie for a low-budget movie are, are, are amazing. It channels yeah. like a Sam Raimi-esque, but it was all happening roughly at the same time. I mean, of course, Evil Dead came out in Crime Wave, but this came out uh, the same year, I think, as Evil Dead 2. So it was all around that same time uh, Jim uh, Peter Jackson was doing Bad Taste, and they all had this sort of lucid fluidness with their camera. And that was something 
kind of unique for like independent low budget filmmaking without it looking amateurish. It looks really good. It's it's shot yeah. well. This to me is what a, a, a now this to me is what a good trauma movie should be. See, yes. trauma has does things yeah. one way. This to me is if trauma was something that I loved and was a really good company. And I've said before, I like the I love the Toxic Avenger, and really that's where it ends with me. I don't like the rest of the stuff they put out, but this to me is almost like a Toxic Avenger. This is done well. The the comedy, it's it's witty. It's it's written smart. And the gore is where it's supposed to be. It doesn't look too cheap. Actually, it, this the budget of this movie is five hundred thousand dollars. And I'll tell you what, when the, my wife saw a little bit of the movie, believe it or not, she watched a little bit of it yeah. with me, and she saw the first death, the guy in the toilet, you know, and that gets flushed out. She looked at it and she goes, "Oh, she goes, that looks like something out of Ghostbusters." She told me, and I go, "Yeah." I go, well, "Can you believe it?" I go, "Ghostbusters is probably fucking a hundred times the budget of this movie," you know. Well, and, you brought up Toxic Avenger. It's the same. Uh, it's Jennifer Aspinall. Is that how you say her last name? But it's the same uh, effects person. She did the effects for uh, Street Trash. And then look, the one part looks just like it when the guy, the second guy who was the best character in the movie, too bad he only lasts fucking, we only get five minutes with him. But when he goes up there to the top of that, that, that stoop and he starts drinking and the stuff yeah. falls <laughs> into that, that, um, that one guy's eye with the suit and the way he was yeah. bubbling, that was just the effects there were just Melvin like... Mel Melvin's on fire! Melvin's on fire! Yes! <laughs> I got Dude, my exactly. own. I got my own condominium. <laughs> yes. Oh, that guy was the greatest, wasn't he? Yeah, he I got was my really own fun. condominium. <laughs> <laughs> talk oh, about a film. Talk see? about a film that couldn't be remade, though. Oh no. Oh my God. This talk about offensive. like every offensive joke. I mean, yeah. Jews, black people, uh, Asian people. Oh, yeah. Italians are not necessarily putting a nice shiny light either. Oh, but that James was so Lorenz. funny. This is what made me fall in love with James Lorenz. And he, he's the same character. He, like, he's good in the Jerky Boys movie. Like, he's a standout there. He's good in Franken. This is the only good thing about Frankenhooker is him. But this is him, man. He should have been in way more shit. I agree. He's hilarious as the, he should, the he bell. Should have been, he should have been in way more oh, of this movie. Pardon? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's the highlight. He is. I'm the Don now. I'm the Don now. Oh, <laughs> Rick, it's stripping down the stairs. Oh, he's melting. Get, get. Yes, exactly. Get a, somebody get a mop. Somebody get a mop. Yeah. I'm the Don now. What's Quick, about I, it? Can't hold your liquor. That whole end scene. Fantastic. It was brilliant. Yeah, and he, that guy was great too, Nikki. That's what's his name? That's Larry Boy from fucking The Sopranos. Sopranos. I, yeah. Wasn't he in God? Uh, Goodfellas, good well, yes, yeah. yes, he's also in Goodfellas, yeah. He Mr. Mafia. Analy is, analyze uh, this, analyze that, you know, those movies. He was in so, them too? Yeah. Oh, no shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Oh, he was great in that too. And he the sang the, he sang the song in the credits. Well, yeah. do that things my way, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the last oh. credit. No, it, there's so many fun, funny little bits. Now, I actually saw this in the theater. So then they, when um, Fantasia Fest, I believe it was, I could be wrong. It was either Fantasia Fest or something completely separate from that came to Toronto. Uh, they had the director's cut of this. Now he wasn't in attendance, but I saw it in the theater. So I got to see it in the theater and that's what has been put wow. on the Blu-ray. I will tell you that I don't think anything gore related. I could be wrong again, but I don't think anything gore was added in. I think it was all extra scenes put back in. Like the paddy wagon with the um, with the hookers, that's <laughs> oh, not that's in great. the original version. I'm almost like again, almost positive because we're going back by memory because I don't have my VHS anymore. Back uh, to memory of when I first watched it. But yeah, now I think the only version you can get is the director's cut. 
I like that when he's he's so upset he doesn't want to shower because it's gonna look yeah. like he ratted. <laughs> then they drop him off. He looks he looks like a new man. He's like, oh, that's why he didn't want to shower. Yeah, he didn't want to shower because it would look like to Bronson that he was arrested and cooperated with the police. <laughs> yeah. I never understood their reason why. Yeah, Wizzy, oh, wow. Wizzy, fucking Wizzy, 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 you homo. <laughs> yeah, Wizzy, you homo. Bert, Wizzy, give him the bottle. Bert, give him the bottle. <laughs> where he wants him to steal the bottle because he yeah. knows that's the best scene <laughs> it is great there's so many i shouldn't say the best scene there's so many there's great scenes yes uh and there is no real consistency i mean if it's a fat guy he, he blows up if it's another guy he melts i mean other most of it is but it's most the way melting. it's fun and so there's ten of fly viper sorry Brady, i was go gonna ahead. say i appreciate the the effects that they went with like these awesome Ooh. looking colors yes yeah. They didn't go for like gross out nastiness, even though it is kind of gross and nasty. They kind of went for just like, like absurd over the top melting. You said that they it thought they'd get away with more by making them technicolor. And I thought it was funny. I mean, the only yeah. the only really gross part is when the cop beats up the hitman and then throws up on him. Oh, <laughs> that was yeah. it. It's like, oh god. Nasty. And a lot of people were pissing on people in this movie. There's a lot yeah. of pissing and urinating on on, on people. <laughs> that and was big like, in the eighties. And there was a guy with the bad legs. Yeah. <laughs> and what an offensive scene that is. He comes in, he's like, get the fuck out of there. Like, he's knocking shit over, like, right away. Heather would not like that scene. How about when Freddie goes into the store and he's like, and he says to Ed, get a job, you bum. Yes. What is that? It's just so random. He's, so he's funny, a bum. Though. Yeah. Right. <laughs> get a job, you bum. There's so much great dialogue between them. Like, they, they make a Jew joke there, too. And then, yeah. uh, because uh, he talks about a buck a bottle. He's like, I thought, I thought you Jews would be a, or a lot more stingy or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Something along those lines. Yep. And then later on, there's that whole scene where he just walks in. There's no reason for him to be mad at him. He's like, he had a fuck you, Ed. Here's my dollar. Give me yep. a bottle of booze. Suck my dick. Yep. <laughs> Here's your booze. Suck your own dick, you prick. Or you, <laughs> you, you skunk or something. I think he skunk. says you. Does he say skunk? No, he doesn't. No, he I says you prick. That. He says you, you prick. prick. And he yeah. calls him prick lips. I called you dick li- lips prick last episode. Lips. He calls him prick, prick lips. lips. I'm calling you prick lips from now on. That one guy is great, though. Life! I'm talking about life! Yeah. That's the guy. And he you goes, ah, me. shit. And then he goes, ah, shit, pal. Get a fucking job. And then he walks out. Yeah. That guy is, I wish, I wish he would have been Wizzy instead of Wizzy. That guy yeah. was, he was gold for fucking five minutes. He was so funny. And then he, he drank it and he was out. But, man. My only complaint about this one, I'll tell you this. Let me go back to the beginning. I rented this movie as a kid like everything else. 1987, yep. whatever it came out. We loved this fucking movie. We watched it again and again. Now, I bought the Blu-ray maybe five years ago or so when it came out. I think Vinegar Syndrome. I could be wrong. Synapse, Synapse. Uh, the, I was like, hey, all right, this movie's coming out on, on Blue. Awesome. I got it. I do not believe I watched it until now. And there was a part of me that was afraid to go back and watch it thinking it wasn't going to hold up, but I wanted it, to, I and that's you. why I put this movie on my list of movies I always wanted to talk about. I knew it was still going to be fun. Even if it sucked, we were still going to be able to, to marvel over some of the kills and, and laugh at some of the dialogue, but I didn't remember exactly. So this gave me a chance to watch it, and I still enjoy most of it. My only thing is there is like a 45-minute a lull in the movie where it's just mostly about the drama between Bronson and the cops, and there's no kills. And then all of a sudden, there's no there's like, it's weird. Yeah. There's I think like the 15 tried. minutes yeah. of fucking like three or four kills. And I don't know why it all happened. I wish they just would have had a kill 
you know, the old formula. Have a kill every 10 minutes or something. Because there was like five, six, seven kills in the movie. It's just that they had the one in the beginning, you know, the first guy with the toilet. Then you had the fat guy that blew up later. And then you just had, everything was like spaced out. I agree. It, it should have been, right? They didn't place them in the right spot. And they easily could have. Yeah, they I, I had Bronson kill more people. Yeah, he goes bad. But I, I mean, think it was happened is yeah. the, the director's cut in, inserted more scenes to lengthen that, that part as well. And okay. and so the the flow it was always very lucid. I keep using the term lucid because it's it's really just it just sort of goes into its own direction. You follow Bert one time oh. as he goes to steal the, all the food. That scene's great. The oh, that's disgusting down. when the chickens fall yeah. out the yeah. Oh. It's a classic scene though. It's so gross. Though, but it's <laughs> I've already paid for it. Yeah, he pulled out. This is all dog food. <laughs> uh, it's not my fault that your person doesn't know between chicken and dog food. <laughs> <laughs> He was great. Oh, that was so funny. And he, there you go. He was a fucking guy at a bar. And the thing, you actually care about these guys, and you care about the relationship. Even though this guy's shoplifting and everything else, you see that he cares about fucking, um, you see that, yeah, that Bert cares about the brothers and that they care about him. Yeah, you know, they were they were good friends. Right? Yeah, they stood up for each other. Yeah, they, yeah. they, you know, they did everything. The only real asshole was Bronson. But even with Bronson, no, I shouldn't say that because they a girl was raped and murdered for no reason because all those bums wanted to fuck her. So I guess not. There are there are That's a lot a of disturbing kills. ass scene. It is. Yeah. Well, what about what about, what about the heavy set boss Snyder? He freaking finds oh. the body and then rapes the corpse, and he's trying oh, to rape oh. Wendy at one point. Yet, yes. he, yet, yet that scene is kind of funny when he falls asleep on top of her and she's biting him. You think he fell asleep? Yeah, so that was he was, whole play, scene, he was playing with her. He was playing. Yeah. With her, that whole scene guy. when they were on the chair in the in the yeah. uh, that was added in too. I almost I guarantee oh, really? because all the scenes that I read, like the paddy wagon because I'd watched this religiously back in the day and I'm like that and then only saw the director's cut in the theater. So then this is my first time seeing it. Kind of the same thing, Dave, because I saw that director's cut back in the 2000s, early 2000s. And I don't know. it might have been 99, 2000, something along those lines is when it got released. And I don't think I've watched it maybe once since, maybe. But in the same sort of feeling that you had, like, I don't want to ruin my memory of it so much. Right. Is it still going to hold up? And is this, yeah. and, and it was fun. And, and like I said, aside from that downtime, I have fun with the, like, the dialogue is great. It really is. There, there are fucking wisecracks and, and one-liners coming throughout this whole movie. You yeah. Know? And, and it looks good. This is what I was saying a couple Bring shows back ago. back a pint. <laughs> There's so much. I mean, we could sit here and just do lines for a fucking... Oh, not do lines. Excuse me. Not cocaine. Um, <laughs> we could sit here and quote lines for, for an hour. There, there was just one after another. The dialogue is so much fun. And yes, it's gross out, melt stuff, but good gore. When that guy blows up, holy fuck. It's it, it's like a, an exploding head scene in a movie. It's fucking great. Oh, that, it's a showstopper. As is the uh, the, the first one tanks, too. Well, the tank when the tank gets released and uh, shoots Bronson. a blo- just <laughs> decapitates. Oh, him, like, Bronson like, down like yeah. here takes off like his gives neck. Him, gives part him, of gives his... him a V neck. <laughs> yeah, amazing. You know who you know who stole that, Freddie and Freddie vs. Jason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They fucking they sure. took that, uh, that That decapitation was. A, beautifully filmed and beautifully edited. Yes, it was. And it looks really good. And a couple shows ago, I was saying that I like the way that low-budget films in the 80s 
look on film. But like you look at me, you watch Terrifier, not just because that was the movie we were talking about. Watch Terrifier, a low budget modern movie, and watch Street Trash, a low budget eighties movie. And the look of fucking Street Trash is much better. It just is. Low budget movies shot on film look better to me. And yeah. and this the Blu-ray transfer is fucking fantastic. The sound isn't all that. There are some issues sometimes where the music's too loud. And I can't hear the dialogue as much. Oh, the, like, dia- the dialogue I had the was subs on. so low. I had right. to, I had the volume up so high. But... Right. You use subtitles though, right? Oh yeah. Oh, have... I always okay. I always use subs. Yeah. Right. I didn't know if you had the disc or how, the way you watched. Yeah, it. I got the the disc. The okay. Disc. Oh, you said it either. I'm sorry. But either no, way, okay. that was the only issue was you know the sound mixing. But I mean the look of it and the way it was restored, it looks fucking great on this disc. Mm-hmm. But don't you do you do you know what do you see what I'm talking about? How this looks like quality film and it's from 1987 compared to like a, a 2018. I, film? I I think I said it when we talked about Terrifier. I said it's because it was on film. That's it. And what what we're doing now. And again, I'm I'm I don't know the specs of Terrifier, but I can only assume it's been shot on digital video, but high end digital video now at 24 frames a second to mimic the look of film. But there is a difference. It's not going to be the same. Yeah, it's it's never going to be the same. It, it's getting it's close, and and most films now are being shot that way. But I'm just saying, you there is an aesthetic there because that was 16, probably super 16 millimeter. I think they filmed straight trash on. So to keep the budget down, so they didn't have to go to 35 millimeter film, but you still got a high end look to it. It and does it would look help. so good. Yeah, yeah. and that's a rag on terrifying. I'm not ragging on terrifying. This is that we had the discussion during that movie, and yeah. that's a, and, and, and in its defense. Terrifier shot mostly in the dark. So there's only so much you can see. Maybe if there was more daylight shots or something. Who knows? But I just, just in general, when I see like modern movies now, modern movies that, that have, that are low budget, it's, it kind of sticks out like a, like a sore thumb. If you do like a, a direct to fucking, you know, a VOD movie that it's like a low budget movie, a lot of them just look like shit. Where even the shitty movies in the 80s, I'm not counting the shot on video, but anything that was shot on film in the 80s still tend to hold up. And anytime they restore them, and put them on blue. Yeah. A lot of them look fucking great. You're like, and wow. I, did a great job on this one, and I feel like and the they usually film, do. I feel like the old films, even though they were shot on less quality uh, formats, they they were trying to make a good looking film. And I think when they try to make it look low budget today, they overdo it. And like you say, they make it yeah. too dark or too grainy. It's like, it's like oh, it's all added in afterwards to mimic uh, yeah, the look of a exactly. uh, exploitation film or one yeah. of those. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's it's gone the other direction. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, how about that that's, flashback scene of Bronson when he first makes the bone knife when he's cutting that guy's oh, leg up? Oh, oh my God, that might have been that was cringe gore. Like when he's cutting that leg, right? that guy's leg off. He's cutting the skin off, and he's oh. But those scenes are well done too. The lighting, oh, really the that, well that he, done. That really he filmed well it. Done. Yeah, like again for a low budget movie, the a, a, a chunk of the budget must have gone there. But they keep the it explosions? like that's the thing. You're, you're put into this world. And you got to give it credit for that, because that, like, again, you you feel like you're immersed into their world. That's why I say slice of life earlier. Yeah. Like you're you're put into that, not anything I'm familiar with, but we're we're put in there and it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes they try to put you in here, but everything looks phony. But they they chose the set, the the junkyard and whatever looks cool, like in, in for a set for. Oh, the it wor- and it worked well, and for that type of film, going back and forth between a couple of different characters makes sense because you know they're all homeless people living on the streets. So it's just sort of getting perspective from different people's uh, point of view, and uh, really funny stuff. And it is yeah. weird that we have two 
connections to Toxic Avenger, eh? The makeup special effects girl and the big fat guy that was the Man. mayor in Toxic Avenger, and he's yeah. like the he's the uh, uh, the oh, boss. What, what, yeah, the boss of the nah. whatever. He oversees the tires coming in to the junkyard. <laughs> so, so many goddamn tires. <laughs> so many is right. Yeah. I'm tired. Like tired houses. I'm, I'm tired of it. Oh, lordy. <laughs> what about the keep away scene with the guy's dick? Holy oh, fuck. So that was a scene. The wow. funniest part of that. Get it on ice. The get the fucking thing on ice. And Fred's trying to help. He's like, get down to the fort, the clinic on Fort Street. Yeah. <laughs> but the funniest scene is when they cut to him on the back of the children's, uh, the, the school bus, and the kids yeah. are screaming. He's holding. Yeah. <laughs> <And> he's holding. <laughs> oh, that dick scene was infamous when we when we were kids. That was the yeah. fucking shit. And the one guy punts it. <laughs> and the girl hides it. What's her name? Fucking hides it. She's gonna keep it for a second yeah, or something. <laughs> Oh shit! A lot of misogyny there too with his his treatment of that girl. Oh, I love yeah. There's one line she's like, "Better looking than a lot of the tail around here." There's not one other girl seen other than the, <laughs> the, the Vietnamese Wendy. or the the Chinese girl that shows an interest in the younger right. brother. I believe she's Vietnamese. I said Vietnamese or Chinese. I didn't know so. I was trying to be as politically correct as Chinese possible. people and Chinese food. God. Asian. She was Asian and she, and she was very attractive. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, he, was ch- and he was checking her out. That was Remember, she got jealous of it. So obviously, yeah. she's better looking than her. And it, you know what I mean? So, I don't know why I said the other guys agree. Oh, yeah, yeah she's better. <laughs> Maybe they had some random chicks come in there and they, they were there for a short term. Who knows? So some random bums. I don't know. Anything possible. Except for the one girl, again, who gets raped. That whole fucking scene. Well, yeah. Which which is pretty crazy, you know. <laughs> That's the only time he's a real asshole. Is uh, you, you know um, Freddy, you by bringing yeah. her, by bringing her like. And the way he treats her and yeah. everything else, yeah. the way he talks to her, I got mine. Now you get yours. And he he goes, get the fuck out of here. And then he goes <laughs> to bed. That's the only time he's a real asshole to me. I I almost wish it was someone else that brought the girl back. You know what I mean? Anybody. It, it, you do. You wish. You're right because they they kind of keep him wholesome there too. Uh, enough, that, not that's where that throwaway line, like, I think it's when you see the guys, like, kind of crawling out of the woodwork, almost like creatures, and you hear him use the line, like, how about a 68, you blow me and I owe you one. Yes. I cracked that joke last line. I thought that line's fucking hilarious. It is, I wrote that down. It was yeah. better when they did it in the, in the, uh, in the movie, though. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even Dave agrees. <laughs> the way he delivers it. You know what I mean? I'm well, he doesn't deliver it because you actually just, it's a throwaway. It is a throwaway. In the background as the creatures are coming out. It's almost like you just right. just thrown in there, which is great. That's what I'm saying. Even the, the throwaway lines that are not given the spotlight are pretty well, damn Well, in that fun. case, you did it because most of your jokes are pretty much, you know, let's throw them away. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. About- I love you. Christian, <laughs> you homo. I'm going to rip the liver out of his ass. They say so many fucking ridiculous things in this movie. The dialogue, I mean, again, I said before we can do it for an hour, but there's just... Get maggot shit! <laughs> maggot shit. Shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's so much money. Oh, fuck. Do you, how about, did you know, well, you know, of course you didn't know, but in in this movie, there's this one scene, and uh, actually, I could maybe put it up. It's the scene where um, Bert... Is hanging out with them in their little area, and, and he brings that drink, and he's talking with them. Is that when they're eating co- chicken, or is that before they're eating Yeah, it's chicken. when they're eating chicken. Yeah. Now, check this, <laughs> check this picture out. Ooh, Spider-Man. Yeah. And Hulk. And, okay, 
Guess what? You know what those are, those things? Glasses that you used to have back in the day? Banks that I used to have back in the day. Both (laughs) of them. I had both of those fucking banks, and I haven't thought about them or seen them in fucking years. And I saw that, I go, holy shit. I, I took a picture, and I sent it to my brother. I go, I go, look at that. I go, the banks are in this far. Matter of fact, that Spider-Man bank, I used to make movies when I was a kid. And that Spider-Man, it was all tore open because we tore open the bank at one part. So ha- after its eyes, it was all bu- busted up. So we, we made a movie. Basically, all, all my movies were killing people. So we killed Superman. And then we interviewed Spider-Man. So what we did was we put a coat on top of a person's body like a kid, and then we tied it with a belt here. It was like trench coat. And we put Spider-Man's head on top and one of my dad's like Kangol hats, like a fucking flat top hat on top of it, and they interviewed Spider-Man. So then at the end, my little brother comes in with a fucking machine gun and, and destroys him, and, the, and then he falls to the ground, and because his head's busted open... It looks like, you know, his fucking brains are splattered and shit, and I got ketchup on the ground and everything, and we killed that Spider-Man bank using that fucking, using that bank. So And you can take I... that to the bank! <laughs> Did you use Did that I... line in the movie? Did yeah. you say a Kegel hat? I don't, I don't even want to tell you the line that we, a Kegel? No, a Kangol. K-A-N-G-O-L. You know what a Kangol is? Is it anything like a Kegel? No, I don't even know what a Kegel is. I, I think that's offensive to Kangols. I don't know. You should, you should look up what a Kegel is. Okay. How do you spell it? I don't know. Well, then I can't look it up now, can <laughs> Moving on. Christian knows what Kegels are. Christian, you know what Kegels are? No. Kegels. Bagels? I know a bagel. I know you do. You're Jewish. No. <laughs> it's a I pus- don't know what the fuck either you're talking it's about. It's a right pussy now. tightening exercise that women do after giving birth. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Dave's like, I am going to look that up. Well, yeah, my ears perked up. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, I'm going to look up Kegels. Wait, are, are bagels a Jewish thing? Why did I make that, that reference? About I think bagels, because I said Kegel or Kegel. No, no, no. I said I made a joke about it. You're a horrible racist. No, why did I associate? Is there a reason for that, though? Bagels are, you know, Jewish. I think they're notoriously known to be. Is there a reason, though? It's because we could fit our noses through the big hole in the middle. Is it the locks? There we go. <laughs> yeah, what? But why is that? Is it the, oh, the reason? No, the reason why—that's why you can't keep Jews in jail because we eat locks. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I oh, never heard. But, you never heard that one. Is that it though? L O X locks. Is that a Jewish thing or no? Yeah, locks is smoked salmon. We love. That's smoke why. Salmon. See there, you, you love to smoke your salmon. Yeah. Okay. Maybe somebody will a... smoke your salmon if you get that date. You know. <laughs> Scott, you ready to smoke my <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, shit. What, what were we talking about? How about Bill the Cop? You know that my wife thought that Bill the Cop was fucking Joey Joey Pants? Joey Pantaleono from fucking, you know, all, all those Sopranos and everything else. He, like, hey, look, he looks like an amalgam of like 15 different actors. Cause yeah, I he does. Like, I, he just looks like 20 different people. I looked him up and he's done nothing but this movie. Exactly. I, so yeah. I did that too. I was like. And he's not a bad actor. No. Oh, he's fine. He's okay. I like the way they bury him. <laughs> they just put like the rocks on top of him. Yeah. On top of the pile. That and was a... gets pissed on. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> that's a homeless thing. You piss on everything. Yeah. But uh, it was disrespect. big in the eighties. That, that was a good. That was a good fight scene when he's fighting with the bone in his back. Oh. Oh yeah. That's that was... what it needed in the middle because like forty minutes into the movie, I was like, uh oh. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's like, uh oh. I still got an hour left in this. What's going on? It was really funny for the first 25 minutes, and then it took a while, but, like, the last 40 minutes really picked up. And great final chase scene. I mean, they really utilized the the junkyard and the surrounding areas and made it, like, really cool looking. Yeah. 
Yes, and, they did. And, yeah, and the effects were fantastic. The final chase. I mean, I didn't like that that Wendy sort of disappeared during the final chase, and it was just the uh, the younger brother. Yeah, what was with that? Because she was hooking up, which would never happen in a million years. She's not gonna. She would at least give him a shower. I, that's what I was and, thinking. I knew come on, he's got a shave. Dave's very big on the showers. <laughs> oh, you've, uh, always, well, you've always talked about it. You've always. How talked could about you guys. not? No, I don't blame you. I totally agree with you. You were talking about it even, you know, not being homeless. Like, make sure you clean, take a shower, and here he's a fucking dirty bum. <laughs> Would you hook up with a girl no matter how good looking she was if she was a bum and, and you, do, you don't know the last time she took a shower? She would stink fucking – are you kidding me? I'd I call her uh, Wizzy. I'd be yeah, like, you take t- a shower, Wizzy. <laughs> Actually, if you, if you did take a whiz on her, it might make her smell better. I'd probably rather smell piss than fucking B.O. when you get right down to it. Ugh, I agree with you. I'd rather have somebody pee on me than smell of body odor. See? There you go. That's a good trivia question. Not a trivia. That's a good point. <laughs> Would you rather be pissed on and smell like piss or just or just not shower and smell like B.O.? I'll take the piss. I'll take piss over B.O. and I'll take shit over vomit. What the hell are we talking about? I, I don't know. Shit and vomit's a little closer, I think. I know they're both pretty. I'm making. Uh. That's the comparison I always make too. I'm like voting between this one and this one is voting between a bag of shit and a bucket of puke. I say it all the time. That's my fucking phrase. Uh, <laughs> Which one is worse? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Thinking about it now, you know, because I didn't like it in the film, but you're right. They should have had. They should have had Wizzy bring the girl back to the junkyard, and then he's with her. Bronson finds out that you know he brought a girl back, and. You know, they all attack and, you know, rape and kill her. But, yeah, it shouldn't have been Freddy. Too out of character for him because he was a nice guy. He cared about his brother, cared about Bert, cared about Wendy, even cared about Ed. He was like, I got to warn Ed. Tried to run back to warn him about the Viper. Yes, he did. Yeah. That yeah. Was the scene. So, yeah. yeah. But in... Don't trip on me! Don't trip, <laughs> Don't trip on me! On me. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm like, back up, man. He's just standing right in front of him. <laughs> but in in his defense, though, he was just taking her back to hook up. He, I don't think he... Anticipated yeah i hear you what could he do you're right i mean honestly what's he gonna do walk her back after it's over with Ew. let me take you back where i found you in front of this fucking in front of this guy's italian restaurant i'm just gonna leave you got chicken out here what you notice your mother has a black dress she's gonna need it on multiple rewatches, you do notice, and again, I don't, maybe Brandon, you saw this right out of the gate. First time. There's so many times where Freddie's trying to drink, he's about to drink the Tenafly Viper, yeah. but it gets distracted. Yeah. It, it either gets yep. stolen from him or something happens, and he, it, and it, it's funny, so that he, there's probably two, maybe three times where he's about to drink it, and then something happens that uh, has him not drink it and avoid death. It's cool. Yeah. No, that's, so, that's funny, because it's funny, like, I, we talked about the guy who died early in the movie, Paulie, the one who steals it from him, his yeah. buddy. When he goes to the toilet, like he opens the door and walks in, but like everything's knocked down. But he's yeah. that was very naked. Back. That was very <laughs> naked gun esque. Remember that joke in Naked Gun where yeah. they go to the dorm and and Drebin walks around the set. <laughs> well, he opens, yeah, he opens a lady's bathroom door. Yeah, he, he, he sort of looks back and then the camera pulls back and it's a just like a, it's there's no it's need rubble. to go through the door. Yeah, it's, rubble. it's all rubble. <laughs> It's great. Uh, that whole first opening chase is kind of funny because you see, you, you don't know what happened. There's the crash, and for some reason, all the doors fly open in a car for no reason at all. And then, and then all of a sudden, a ladder drops for no reason, and you think that somebody's helping him. A ladder from the stoop from the fucking fire escape, 
And no, we don't know why that ladder dropped, but he escaped and he goes up and then you see fucking a guy, an Asian guy running. Why are they running out of the place? Somebody it's on was fire. Taking... That's why it came down. So it came down for fire. a reason because it was on, the building was on fire. Oh, I didn't yeah, catch they, that part. Yeah. Well, like he says, yeah. the building's on fire. They're all running down. And then he slaps, he, those two are, are fucking and he slaps her on the ass. <laughs> How did I miss the fire? I thought and, he went in uh, there and he fucked with the people that were. All the, I mean, all the uh, smoke coming no, out of the all, windows. They're all coming down the fire escape and he's going up. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Because then yeah. you see the Asian guy running with a lamp. I'm like, who grabs a lamp <laughs> when your house is burning? Is that what's going on here? You should have had a camera. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, all right. Maybe I, I, I confused myself. And then there was the guy outside. Somebody was on a horse. And there was another person. Did you see the one person? They had no hands. Ride them, honey. But That's they were the smoking? <laughs> yeah, Ride the em, guy honey? with no hands smoking. Guy with no legs. Guy with no hands. It was either ride him, honey, or ride it, honey. That's oh. the one we're walking by, and it's just shitting by like that. It's like, ride it, honey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just so many just throwaway lines. It's you, so, yeah, so you funny. like, to be honest, I usually like to write down funny quotes, and maybe it'll happen more on Too the many. second watch. But exactly, that was it. Like, I didn't even bother writing quotes because it's literally, this is literally a comedy film with horror elements added in. This is a straight-up yeah. comedy. But first. great kills. Oh, great yeah. kills, no doubt about it. But kills. but this is like, this is a great comedy. <laughs> the scariness, if you want to, if you want to hone in on the horror, because it's really like a almost like a splatter tune, if you want to coin that term or whatever. But the horror comes from the flashback nom stuff that you're talking about, Brandon. Yeah. Where they were because it's a memory and a dream. They're all like vampiric, like they've got the. Like they've got yeah. the fangs and whatever, and they're coming up, and that that's yeah. really kind of scary. And then just of course with the the brutality of uh, of the uh, of him and him going crazy and, and that's killing the guy. Sh- and that's what they needed to utilize more in the middle of the film because they had that great first kill where he pulls that fucking guy out of the car and smashes him through the windshield. The guy in the yeah. bow tie, where the girl's like, "Get him away yeah. from the car! Get him away from the car!" But then like he doesn't kill till like the, he kills the cop, and you know that's about it. He doesn't kill many more people. He should have been going nuts. That should have been the middle of the movie. It was him, like, on a slaughter. He should have killed the boss of the junkyard. Yeah. I think you're right. I think there could have been a bigger, uh, like, climax to the movie for sure. Because that's, that's really the build in, the, in really the second and third act is really Bronson versus, you know, Freddy and his group. And that's probably why I would not give this a perfect score. Oh, As a kid, it kind perfect of— Perfect score. No. Well, no, but for again, you base it on the type of movie it is— and if you relate to it, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what I did with Toxic Avenger. You relate to it. I relate well, to the days of being homeless and raping people and uh, melting. <laughs> being an alcoholic. Oh, maybe I should rephrase, but the. <laughs> <laughs> but, but ultimately, like the there is enjoyment, even though based on everything you just said, you'd be like, how can anybody enjoy this movie? But it's the whimsical playfulness that they deal with all these taboo subjects. If you will, yeah. it's like it's 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 done really comically. Yeah, and, if you and, rele- and, yeah. If you release this today, everybody would be up in arms. Yet it's equally offensive to everybody. I mean, yeah. it's offensive to gay people. It's offensive to all types, to Jews, to yeah. to blacks. I like he's like, do yeah. what you want with Bird. He's black. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Goes, nobody will miss him. Like, nobody yeah. will. Miss <laughs> him. We'll give a shit about him. Uh, <laughs> but he cares about him. It's just a, but he it's a line in the movie. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. If you put social commentary. 
you're okay. It is the social commentary <laughs> on the state of the homelessness in the in the country. In Vietnam, which comes up a lot. Not even just with, with Bronson in the flashbacks, but it comes up in conversation. Yeah. This is like post-Vietnam. This is what's happened. And remember when one guy was trying to relate, because remember he gets smashed through the fucking windshield in the beginning, and he's having that discussion. He's like, listen, I, I, I'm i at the, whatever the hell he says. They volunteer on the weekends and something about, I was in the... Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn weekend warrior. But yeah, it's... <laughs> But then you get the, the POV cam with the glasses. I, I, I thought that yeah. was great. That uh-huh. guy was a fucking nerd. Anybody wears a bow tie like that, he deserved to be killed. <laughs> yeah. Yep, he had a Pee Wee Herman thing going I was going to say, he looked like a Pee Wee Herman doll. <laughs> yep. But yeah, well, good. Uh, Brandon, I'm so glad you loved it. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. I mean, I, I didn't know if you were... Again, just, just like we, Christian and I were saying, we haven't watched in years, and as children, we fucking loved it. But I mean... You know, being separated all these years, who knows? You might go back and it might be fucking terrible to watch it at our age for the first time. You know what I mean? So, or if you want a plot, if you want a linear, if you want some sort of story, like you're, you're literally thrown in and, and it's very lucid. It's literally this guy found a, a case of Tenafly Viper that's been locked in like some sort of basement like a, area. Like crate from Creepshow. It is like the crate. Yeah. yeah. Brings it up and decides, decides to sell it for a buck. And and these uh, winos are are buying it and melting while this Vietnam vet goes crazy, kills somebody, and there's a police investigation going on. That's it's a very bare bones from a plot story structure yeah. standpoint, but it works. Somehow. I knew it was it gonna works. be funny the minute it opens up and you see uh, you see Freddie sneaking into the place. Like he's like yeah. he's like doing like some sort of funny walk and he's ducking down and then he farts in his face. I'm like this is my kind of humor. Yeah, this is. I'm in. I'm on. I'm in for this ride. Nice. Bye, bye, bye. I don't think there's right. much more to say. I don't think there's no. anything more to talk about, to be honest. No. Like great, great gore effects, great comedy. You are right, though. They could would have liked uh, uh, James Lorenz in it a little bit more. He was so funny. Oh, James Lorenz was great. And, and the and the, the, the poli- yeah, and the and uh, Tony Darrow, I think is. Well, it. and the character, but no, but the character part with Freddie bringing her back, even though that's not what he intended. Like maybe if they just screwed in the in in the back alley or something like that, and then she found her way, and then the the guys got her and brought her back. Yeah. It just seems out of trait for or out of character for him, and yeah. you like him because even when Bert after Bert get, got clobbered, he put he puts like a pillow under. Yeah, he, he puts uses, his like, jacket. A jacket. He put, he puts yeah. jacket under. and he kind of cradles him. That's when he's bringing back a pint. That's what's up. But so like he he's a good character. So that part. Yeah, it's just it's unfortunate. I know that wasn't his intention, but it just kind of questions his character a little bit. So. Yes, indeed. Well, what are the ratings going to be, folks? I'm. I'll say eight and a half. I was probably much. I was much higher when I was younger, but I'll say eight and a half. I'll say eight. Seven and a half for first time watch. All right. Nice. Well, good. I'm glad I put it on this list from uh, mine for a reason and. I'm glad we we had fun with it. I, I I had a feeling that Christian. I think we talked about it a little bit here before, and we quoted a few lines. So I saw. I had a feeling you were into it, and I I knew it was your first time. So who knows? You know. He gives Toxic so Toxic Avenger ten out of ten. So. Really yeah. Hey. Here. Well, if you're a fan of Toxic Avenger, you should really. Again, the only knock is that some in the middle is a little bit with the pacing. But I mean, aside from that, it's worth your time, and it it really does pick up in in the third Absolutely. act. Absolutely. Yeah, so for sure. So and cool. the effects work is 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 great for the budget. Sorry. Very basket case esque look when uh, when the guy melts at the beginning and his head's in the toilet. Yes. That was that was straight up allow. 
I'm with you. Yes. I'm with you. So, yeah, and then, of course, that came from Derek. And he loves Blyle, too. So, there you have Thanks, it. Thanks, D. Yeah. Street right. trash. Nice. Other D. So, what's next? This is another one I want. I, I really want to hear what B has to say because I have a feeling he's going to go with a standard B um, uh, explanation of the film. Uh-oh, it and was it's all wrong. mental illness. <laughs> no, it's I'm wrong. So <laughs> that's what we're going to see. Okay. All right, we got The Innkeepers from 2011, written and directed by Ty West. During the final days at the Yankee Peddler Inn, two employees determined to reveal the hotel's haunted past begin to experience disturbing events as old guests Check in first day. Old guests. <laughs> they have like two guests. One old guest Man. checked in. Holy well, you know, Kelly, Kelly, Mc, Kelly McGillis looks older than she is. Kelly yeah, McGillis. it's sad to see because when I, when I think of Kelly McGillis, I think of Top Gun. Top Gun. Yeah, yeah right. How hot she was. She, she really, like, I mean, she doesn't look bad, but she looks a lot older than she is. I like Amish Kelly McGillis. <laughs> she's <laughs> only like 50, 50 in this. 52. Oh, really? Yeah, I think she's uh, like 62 today. So I think okay. this was 10 years ago. So she's only in her Oh, happy 50s. birthday. You mean like today, today? 62 today. No. Happy birthday, Kelly M. <laughs> no. Oh. Actually, in like a week and a half. So soon. Uh, oh, happy birthday. Maybe when this drops. <laughs> here, you know, I saw this is actually only my second time watching the movie. And I watched it when it, way, when it dropped way back when. And I'm like, well, there he is. He's two for two for me because I love House of, House of the Devil. And I really enjoyed this movie. I'm not going to say I really enjoyed it this time. Yeah, you were. I'm going to say I liked it this time. I think the whole setup is rather long. And if anybody's complaining about that girl walking around the house at House of the Devil and doesn't have a complaint about the first hour of this movie, you got some problems here. This is very leisurely piece, paced. And I know he likes his, his slow burns, but there's really not a lot going on in that first hour. He likes his slow burns, but he f- prefers his George burns. <laughs> oh, God, you devil. Go bango. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, you devil. Get out of the Yankee peddler. <laughs> I know I'm going to be the minority here, but I, I, I just find that. that whole scene, the girl, the, uh, Lena uh, Denham from Girls or whatever, that whole, that whole sequence. I was going to go back to watch it again because I'm like, did I miss something? What again? was the point of that you're, scene? You're going to watch it again? What scene? <laughs> yeah, when she goes the to whole, the coffee shop. The whole coffee shop was a useless scene. It is a useless scene, but I noticed even in House of the Devil, like he, he has some, well, actually the scene with Greta Gerwig in the cemetery is a great kill, but it feels like he's utilizing like big name stars in like these little cameo roles. And, I don't think she's I, big. Was she big name at that point? I don't think girls even started. Yet. Girls started, I think the next year. Or so she's yeah, I, I, I this. So. this must've been her breakout role. It was going backwards going, Oh, I know her from girls. And of course she was in Quentin Tarantino's film uh, last year uh, as one of the uh, cult members. And she's in what the are you coffee talking house. About? The girl in the coffee house. Lena, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Well known actress now. Lena, Dun- Lena Dunham. Yeah, Except, yeah, but it was a useless fucking scene. Except for the one-eyed Cyclops line, which is something I'd complain about, too. You know, if, if I saw it. That, that brings shit open. How the fuck you call something a one-eyed Cyclops? All Cyclops are one-eyed. That, maybe that's a statement that, that, that Ty West was one-eyed trying. one-eyed Cyclops was a one-eyed willy, or like, like Goonies. Like, I thought it was a, a, a reference to cock. Every Cyclops has one eye. That's the I, point that they're making. Why not call every cock it a one-eyed has one eye. <laughs> That yeah. that maybe he's saying that because he he doesn't like stupidity like that. It is just okay, a little but, fucking thing to put out there and like like what that's why I never watched that movie fucking Deuce Bigelow Male Gigolo 
because every fucking gigolo is a male. That's what makes them a gigolo. It's just, it should have been called something. It's stupid. <laughs> I've never thought about that until now. Are you kidding me? So it's I just like, so who, never okay, thought about I, male gigolo. That's funny. That's I won't funny. watch it because of that fucking stupid name. He won't watch, but that's no. what makes it funny. That's the intentional it's comedy. Stupid movie. That's the reason why you shouldn't be watching. But the, uh, but the reality is, okay, I get it. So why have it called a one-eyed Cyclops if all Cyclopses are one-eyed, I guess. But, yeah. And, and, and she left without yes. getting the coffee. She, she went had there to because the girl started ranting on about her boyfriend. So there's a point that's being made, maybe, about the one-eyed Cyclops and about Sarah Paxson's character. Pardon me, um, Claire. Claire not having time for bullshit. She got the fuck out. She's impatient. It was an impatient move. So maybe it's speaking to her impatience when it comes to things. A character trait. I don't know. Maybe. Or or my me watching the movie. <laughs> I, I, I'm a little bit more on Christian's side with that one. It just felt like a useless scene. It's not that That's long. Fine. It's only it's only like a two-minute scene, but I do agree this could be 10 minutes shorter. Could tighten it up a little. It was, I think it's an hour and 40. Yeah, it's an, an hour and 40. 40. It, should be an hour, it should be an hour and 30. No, this should have been an anthology piece, and it should have oh. been... It, it, yeah, it, it, no, it's a short film dragged out to a feature length. It's an anthology piece. What are you talking about? It's an homage to like The Shining and stuff. I it's think an it's homage a... to 70s fucking horror. And the, the, the score is So fucking... is The House of the Devil and I thought he did that better. Right. Well, House I, I, of the I... Devil works for me. This one, this one, I think it's that whimsical score that they use. I, I just, I, I felt whimsical? like I didn't get yeah, I didn't, it wasn't scary at all. No, the it last, sounded like the 70s. Wrong, the, the last act is good. It's good. But the lead up is is rather drab. Like it's it there's like I I like them. I actually do like them as as actors and as characters. I thought he was stronger than her, quite frankly. Um I thought he did a great job. Uh, but it just took too long to get moving and to get where it's going. I love note or not, that's my feeling. No, that's good. And that's something that I, I can't argue about because I, it's, it, pacing is something anybody can watch something and say it's slow. And I know it's I know it's paced slow. I mean, obviously it's done intentionally. It's deliberately. It's a, it's a I know. throwback to fucking seventies horror. It's all like seventies type shit to me. Which in this day and age you don't see much. You see fucking horror done a different way. You could watch the Amityville horror remake or any other fucking thing about a ghost being in one place, and it's going to be done a different way. This it's it, yes you and you said it, it's deliberately slow, and I appreciate it for that. Maybe you didn't, and that, again, that's not something I can argue. That's just personal taste. I get yeah. it. And like this movie and, and House of the Devil, to me, I'm equal with them. I, I give them an equal rating by the by our rating system. I like them both. I, I they're both good movies. I'm glad that they took their time though, because because it's like, you know, you watch the Changeling or or, or Burnt Offerings, they move slow too, you know, and yeah. there's a lot of dialogue. And these look like real people. I'm more into these two characters than I am. The, the husband and wife in burnt offerings. And I'm not saying I like this more than burnt offerings. I'm just saying, uh, when I think about these two characters, they're very believable as characters. Yeah, two, two people you would know in everyday yeah. life. Just sort I of wish I did know a, her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love her. I love her. Oh, she's so what does, there's a yeah. lot of, like, I scratching my head of what does it mean, the coffee scene, the scene with the mom and the, the, the kid. Did you just need other guests there? Like, what? What was the point? They 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 didn't need it. That's that's sort of the filler of it. I agree yeah. that the pacing's a little off, but I like the fact that they establish their friendship and they establish, you know, that Luke likes Claire more than a friend. And it's real. There's a lot of depth there to their to their friendship. 
they're no. genuinely good friends, and I yeah, like that part that. is good. That part is good. I agree. Yeah. This felt like and like the old man coming back and doing that. Great. Yeah. Uh, we never really like so Kelly she explains why she's there, and she mm-hmm. apologizes for her behavior. And I mean, so that that's okay as well. But it just there's just some like the the mom with the daughter and, and just just certain things just didn't work for me. And I think they needed to develop the main girl a little bit more. She came across a little whiny, kind of like oh, I'm coming across right now. I think the point is that she's she's young, she's indecisive, she doesn't really know what she wants to do, but she sort of has an attachment to to Luke and to his interest in the paranormal. And I love the setup, the opening montage of of the the pictures of the of the inn as it's getting older and older, and the music intensifies. Yeah. And at the end of it, like it's an interesting ghost story because it's. It it kind of it kind of throws you off. You think you're getting into something more menacing when it's really just about um about uh you know maybe fate or predestination and stuff like that and trying to uh, change your fate and stuff like that. And that's where Kelly McGillis comes into it, where, where she starts talking about deja vu, and but almost seeing in reverse that she has a, a vision of the future which and she stuff did. like that. Which she did, yeah. She yeah, but she couldn't. She, yeah, exactly. And you know yeah. who those three spirits are by the end. And I thought I thought it was really clever, something different that we that we got because we think, oh, well, here's a here's a hotel that's been open since 1891. Why all of a sudden, 110 years later, is it going to become malicious? It doesn't. It doesn't. It's it never. Well, it never. It never was. The ghosts aren't malicious in this. Well, sure they are. They all are. No, no they're not. They're not What's trying to hurt is, her. What are not they trying sh- to do? Scare her to get her out? Exactly. What the fuck do they care if she gets out? The, the ghost of what's her name? Uh, uh, Madeline? Uh, Madeline O'Malley. O'Malley. Okay. Try to hurt, she try haunts to hurt her the whole fucking movie. Not hurting her, though. She's scaring her. Just she's waking up in stuff. bed, and she's fucking giving her Did ghost Mike mouth. Did Mike Flanagan direct those scenes? Right. Yeah, but she's waking up, and the ghost is fucking scaring her right out of her room and saying she's getting the piano a... scene, which is fucking brilliant, by the way. The best sequence of the whole film. I love the whole piano scene. Um, that one? I think it's done better in that than it is the changeling. To be honest with you, it, it gives me that jump each time, and I think it's fucking spooky as hell. But anyway, how do you not think she's malicious? And then, after the guy kills himself, for no reason, he comes back malicious. He shouldn't have been, because why would he be? But I think if you die in that hotel, and keep in mind, these are both suicides. So maybe because they took their, took themselves out, they're trapped in this fucking limbo of this hotel, because you're not, you know, it's, it's, it's a Christian thing. You're not supposed to commit suicide. So maybe because they've committed suicide, that's why they're malicious. To me, they are malicious. I, no, I don't see I, how you... I, I don't see it. I see is I see their presence in her, in her life as a warning to get out. And I see his presence there as him just reuniting with Madeline. That's why he comes back to kill himself there because he wants to be trapped with the woman he loves. Whoa, 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 I'm whoa, whoa. surprised you're even pulling whoa. this much out of it. I thought it he was made he made a mistake. He even says that's Madeline's about... husband. You're trying to tell me? Absolutely, that's Madeline's husband. No, he's not. Madeline never got married. Yes, yeah, because he left. An altar. St- yes, and he regrets it. That's why he comes back. But he says they checked into the fucking hotel room on our honeymoon. They never had a honeymoon. She fucking offed herself before the wedding. This is too complete. Because he never showed up at the altar. They could have had a honeymoon suite booked already. You would have had that booked before your I wedding. I can't believe you. Did you think this, Christian? I've never no, heard not, that theory. Not at all. Never. Not at all. 100 I, I'm even surprised you guys. I'm not saying you're I, wrong. I, why does he ask for the honeymoon suite then? Because he went on a honeymoon with his wife there. His, yeah. his wife, who's not Madeline. 
I believe it's never. Madeline it. died like a hundred years before. No, they never she, say what year she well, died. If these are not malicious, how did she die at the end? What am, what am I missing? What am I? Right, right. they fucking attack. Because they scared attack. the shit out of her because they were coming yeah. after her. The old man was bloody chasing her down the fucking stairs. That's that's for no reason. It's not. He malicious. was just standing there. She fell down the stairs because she got startled. He could have been warning her, get out of here. Why would her guidance counselors are trying to tell her to move on because with her life? Because he slid his wrist in a brutal in a brutal fashion. I can't believe. Wow, I can't, I'm shocked. These are not malicious spirits, and I 100% believe that that's Madeline's husband. I believe in they were supposed case, to get married in the wow. 50s, in like no, 1950. Then, then you know what I hate? Like then I hate the presentation. They, they don't make them look malicious. They don't. Right. Then they come back. Right. And go, right. Hey, Mason how's look- it going? You know what I recommend? <laughs> I recommend that you probably get out of here. Uh, or whatever. They talk to her and they look but all nice nothing. and whatever. Not but like, if you commit like suicide, you're going to look that way. She hung herself, so she's going to look like that. He slit his wrist viciously. He's just trying to reunite with her. I mean, he's walking downstairs to where she is. I think Sarah's just an unfortunate victim of uh, mis, uh, misreading their intentions. If this is the fucking case, if this, I'll tell you, I've never heard this before, okay? So, so I'm not saying you're right or wrong. You're just making me think about this movie differently. Now, I, I, I disagree on the malicious thing. However, I'm willing to agree maybe that he was supposed to be the husband, and that puts a whole other fucking spin on it. And if that's true, I've never heard this before, so I'll give you props for bringing it up, but I'm more prone to believe that maybe he was the husband-to- be, and that's why he's there. but holy he God. says something because well, why would he show up now? She just died. Remember he says that my wife died and, and they, they spent their whole life together. And that's why he's so sad now because he goes, he even left a note that says something about um, since you've departed, and we spent the night here, and I'm just—you got to look at the suicide note. I wish I remembered exactly what it says, but it says something to the effect of, basically, I've lost you now, and we, something about it. And being in this room, I thought I'd come back to the place where we began our life together. That's what he said. Your life ended. Yeah. I, I thought I would come here. It's something about where we began our life together. So how can they have a life together if fucking he? She stiffed her. He stiffed her and she fucking killed herself before the wedding. There's no life. He says something about being late to the altar. No, he doesn't. He does. does. That would resonate with me. He does. He does say something. Yeah, he says something along that about having a regret. He was late and something like that. It's very quick. And that's why I took it as this is the husband returning at the end of his life. This was his biggest regret. And uh, he wants to be with her. It kind of just seems out of place otherwise. Well, not, why not why? hang himself then? I thought it was a little bit more... I thought also his way that he committed suicide was very... Like, that's not usually your first option. This is the way I saw the movie. This is the way I've always seen the movie. If I don't... If I, if if it's really not this case... I don't think it is. I've never heard anyone else interpret it this way, but you, I'm not saying you're wrong. This is, You just dropped this into our laps. My rating, never... would go, my rating would go way down if it's not this. Really? Why? Way down. What's wrong with two malicious ghosts? Doesn't if you kill sense. yourself in that hotel, you're why? It's suicide. Welcome to my world, Brandon. I'm it not saying it doesn't make it sense, make but sense. I'm just saying why, why would a, a ghost house. all of a sudden become malicious 120 years into the hotel being there? Well, why? You've always been malicious because they've been dead. They haunt the fucking hotel. There's a website on it. That's all they talk about is being haunted by this fucking girl. They have why no, would she play the piano? He even points that it's fake the whole time. To him, it is fake. To him, it is fake. He's only doing it because she's infatuated with the idea uh, of Madeline, and he is so, and he wants to have any type of connection with her because he's crushing on her. So he sets up the website 
to make it look like he's really into paranormal shit when he's not at all. It's a way the two of them can bond when they're at work. Yeah, but the way, I, the way I view that is that it's not really that haunted, the hotel. Yes, her spirit resides there, but there's not really that many instances of this this spirit haunting people. Otherwise, it would have been much more prevalent in the film. Well, it's so like I, any other ghost. Any, well, first and foremost, there's nobody in the hotel to see it, and they both have – and he's claimed to see it, and she has stories of people that have – you know, it's like any other ghost thing. So-and-so has claimed to see a spirit roaming around the presences of this hotel. How many times have you heard that or this place? People just see, they claim to see a spirit fucking appear to them in the hallway. It's typical haunting shit. And there's no one else here to be haunted. McGillis is, sees the fucking shit in her own. And the only other ho- guest in the hotel is, is the, the kid and the fucking girl. So we're only seeing a few people. I mean, remember, this hotel has been in operation for whatever, 100 years and there, there have been reports of people seeing this. I don't think that fucking that uh, Sarah Paxton or whatever Claire just came up with the shit out of her ass. It must be like a thing. Oh, did you know that in the Yankee Peddler, some girl killed herself, and, and, and it's rumored to be haunted. So she probably talked to people or whatever. Or yeah, you know, r- they got rumored. Rumored. What was yeah, the significance of uh, the third level? Like, I mean, other than being stripped down, like they really never play on that. That's where she hung herself in the in the honeymoon suite. That's why when he kills himself in the one part of the honey room suite on the ad- adjacent door, when she opens it, that's where she's hanging. Because they're like adjoining rooms in the honeymoon suite. It's like two rooms attached. That's why I assume. Why else? That's, he requested that to, to reunite. And the, is- and the age fit perfectly. If this guy's 80, 85 years old, means he would have been born in about 1925. Probably would have gotten married in the late 40s. Right, it might be onto something. This is you might be. I'm not sense. saying it's not possible. Yeah. I just... And that's and that's what I'm saying, and and that's why the warning from the three spirits. And that's like I think Ty West doesn't like to over, overly explain everything, yeah. which is actually kind of cool. So I'm actually willing to agree with that, and that that I actually like the idea that raise my enjoyment this. up. I like the way that you I like the way that you can interpret it both ways, but I want a more definitive answer. Now, to me, the three the three spirits are the old man, Madeline O'Malley, and and Claire. Correct. Correct. Okay. She's the third spirit. Yeah, you see her at the end. She's in the yeah. hotel as a spirit. So if she's communicating, if Kelly McGillis, uh, what's her character's name in this? Something oh. Reese. Oh, uh, <laughs> Lee. Lee. Remember uh, he Lee. thought that he was calling Leanne. her Lee? I am Lee. Like, what the hell she called Luke Lee? Yeah. Leanne something <laughs> oh, something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Leanne yeah. Reese Jones or something. Yeah. Miss Reese Jones? Yeah. Yeah, Miss Reese Jones. Because she's the one communicating with these spirits, and she can't quite pick up, but eventually she reads that it's the warning to get out, which means that warning is coming from the future from these three spirits, right? That's the way way I'm taking it, that the warning is But she's seeing the future, because she says she can see the future. So she's saying there's – and that's why she says to to what's-his-name at the end that it couldn't have been prevented. Exactly. But she didn't know for a fact. That she was going to be the third spirit, but she knew there were three spirits. Yeah. And, of course, at the time, Claire only knew about one. By the way, again, this is just Wikipedia, but in the plot it says, The legend of Madeline O'Malley, a bride who hanged herself in the 1800s when her fiancé jilted her at the uh, at, at the altar. Again, I said the 1800s. This person, it doesn't mean it's a fact, because um, it's Wikipedia. Anyone can put it there, but, again, I don't know. I, I, I assume that it was the 1800s. And when does it and when does this take place? Because it's it's obviously was it supposed to be the 2000s, 2011, yeah. 2010. Yeah, well then that can't happen. Then but, it's not that but old. But to me, like based on the on the uh, montage and all the pictures, it said the Yankee Peddler Inn was built in 1891. 
I, my guess was Madeline O'Malley happened, you know, 60 years later or something. No, because remember they said it closed in the 50s. Wait a minute. She even says when it happened and how long it shut down for. She gives this whole speech to that to that little kid about the, the timeline, and that's when it comes out. But I can't remember, of course, what they say. You know, well, if, it ha- if it happened in the 40s, then it could still line up. It could, yeah, I, I, and I could be wrong. I'm just pulling a number out of my ass. I don't know. I just remember that she said that it sat dormant for so many years, and then it got resold again later and then reopened. Yeah, because, because the way I viewed it is um, also with the montage of the photos, the music is nice in the old photos, and then it builds into a menacing crescendo as the pictures get more modern in the opening. They show it in 1891. It's nice music. It builds, it builds, it builds. And I'm not sure what the years are in each of the photo, but you notice the music intensifies and gets much more sinister. And by the end, when it's modern day, look at the Yankee Peddler, we're into some sinister movie, sinister music saying we're about to get into a, you know, a sinister type horror movie or so we think. So wow. Dave, when you were talking about, you thought Brandon was going to go on to the thing. Are you talking about the theory of the, of her, Lack of ambition, the depression theory. Pardon that, me, say that again. I'm sorry. No. The 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 that it's in her mind. The whole depression. That, that's what I thought theory. B was gonna say that there were no ghosts the whole time. Because I have read her. that. I read about that. Um, well, like I think <laughs> after I watched it way back when, and I read about that when we were preparing for this show. I don't necessarily agree with it because I I I always find it to cop out, but that it's. That it's kind of like never an once, never once went depression. There. Never okay, once cool. went there. That's cool. The, the way I thought about it, she's a young girl. She's probably, she, I mean, in real life at this time, she's like 22, 20, 22 years old, and that's what I figured she's playing somewhere around like a twenty year old in this. And she's just young, indecisive, doesn't really know what she wants to do, and she's just passing time. Hey, I, I was passing time up until last year at thirty nine when I finally figured out what I wanted to do. So it made perfect sense to me. I never once was going to go with the ghosts aren't real. I just thought the ghost's intention was not to be sinister. And I but, know they look they look scary, but they died in, you know, in horrific ways. It could be argued because, again, she thought she thinks they're real because of Luke. Luke has made it up. It's and all look, a lie. And look, she sees them and stuff, but they don't try to hurt her or anything. And also, you know, she runs into the basement. She sees Madeline O'Malley. But, you know, Luke is knocking on the door, and it's 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 Claire who's blocking the door. It's not it's not Madeline O'Malley. You never see the ghost actually do anything that sort of in, prohibits her from getting out. Even the old man at the top of the stairs just startles her. But I, I took it like, oh, he's going to the basement where Madeline O'Malley might be. Well, you know why she couldn't get out, right? Because she had locked it earlier from the right. garage. Yeah. Because that bird flew out and it was, and then yeah. she put the, the fucking and, and that And that played in with the whole idea that I talked about at the beginning with, you know, fate and predestination. And, of, of course, what uh, what Lee said about not being able to change anything, which is pretty cool, which is a pretty cool concept that, uh, you know, you can't you can't change your fate. It's all predetermined. And it just sort of played out this way. But, wow, I, maybe maybe I'm overanalyzing it. I mean, I'm I'm not afraid to admit when I'm wrong, I might be I might be completely off on this. I mean, I was off on Terrifier. I mean, I'm gonna have to uh, next I'm time just... I watch next time I watch, I'm gonna have to pay attention to a few extra scenes. I didn't think they said when Madeline O'Malley died, and that was one of the big things because you're right. If she did die in the 1800s, I mean, if they had said Madeline O'Malley died in the 1800s, I wouldn't have even brought this up as a theory because it would have been absolutely you know vanquished. But I thought to myself, okay, they, did they really say? They didn't really say. Maybe she died in like the you know in the 
mid 20th century and and that's the husband returning it would make sense it seems like uh like he has regrets i mean he said something that just maybe i heard it wrong but it just it just came across like oh this is this might really be the husband wow hold on here's here's the thing on fucking uh i was looking things up online about right. expl- explaining it somebody says the innkeepers who's the old guy in room 353 how was he related to madeline o'malley or to the events that took place in the past and this person answered the old man was not related to Madeline O'Malley, she died in the 1800s, and he is not old enough to be related to her. The Yankee Peddler Hotel is renowned for its hauntings. So again, this is just one person online answering another person's question. Everyone seems to think about the 1800s. So there's got to be something. I know, to I, know that. I know it was built in 1891 because I paid attention to that. I just didn't know that she died so shortly after. I don't. Maybe, I, that's maybe, what I was trying to look for. Maybe it's in there. Maybe it's in there. Maybe it's in there. I completely misinterpreted e- either way let's say let's say he's not the husband. let's say yeah. let's say let's say he's not the husband and he's just <laughs> some guy who like you said lived his life with with his wife and she just died and he's at the end of his life and he's sad and he's got regrets and he kills himself <laughs> either way i don't think the spirits were, were meant to be malicious okay listen to this this is the review that somebody wrote it, it was another uh, way to explain things and listen to this this is take me. It's like two paragraphs, but listen here. The absence of direction is what the innkeepers is really about, and where its real horror lies. West film is a visual manifestation of the trapped psychology and the deep unsettling anxieties of the aimless. He accomplishes this with cleverly placed peripheral characters that he describes as representations of where you can go in life. One of the hotel rooms is occupied by a mother and her young son. She's having marital troubles and needs to get away from home for a few days. Another is a barista saddened with the relationship problems so tedious to hear about that Claire bolts from the coffee shop without even getting her drink when forced to listen to them. A sad old man shows up after the death of his wife, after the death of his wife, to spend one more night in the room where they had their honeymoon decades ago. All roads lead back to the peddler and in the ghost of a bride who committed suicide in one of the rooms and one can't even escape after death. So there you go. The peripheral characters that Christian had a problem with, according to this person's review, and it have meaning. And, and Ty West had something well, to say about it. Of course it. they have meaning. I didn't right. I didn't see it, but that's right. okay. That 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 sums it up nicely. Yeah. I, I doesn't necessarily make me enjoy the movie anymore, but it definitely um gives gives more reason to it. But I've also read something like I mean, I bet that person thinks it's all in her mind. As a, co- a continuation, all roads lead back to the peddler. But then to um, what was he? What was he talking about? The aimless and and the psyche of the aimless and 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 whatnot. If you read more reviews, they go down the road saying it was all a manifestation manifestation of her inner mind. I don't believe That's that. Right. I but I I would go more with the the predetermined fate and uh, the idea of that you can't change your fate because even Luke. At, at the beginning of the film said something to her like uh everything happens for a reason and you don't just end up at the uh at the peddler so yeah. it, it's 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 like she's she's destined to be here at this exact moment and her life is supposed to end over this last weekend that the hotel is going to be open or didn't you do this on watsi recently yeah, and, and none of this came up as far as that, that's what I'm saying. Neither of us thought about it. that's what I'm saying. And we want to deep dive there, of course. You thought so, it was did you and you thought it was more straightforward too? The reason I say that is usually Watson would be the one that would because I know he hates the whole uh it's right. all in the mind thought process too. But uh 
I can see it. it. You can argue it. I'd like to agree with both of you and think that it's that it, it's definitely ghosts are 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 there. They're present. Uh, oh, I, and, I don't. I really don't. Like, I'm not. I would never say somebody's wrong or or dumb for having that opinion because that's a theory that I usually love. But I I can't I can't see it in this in this film. Especially another thing that I'm gonna say that I mean, look again. I, I'm not I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying. Uh, I could be way off. It could be there could be a line in the film that said Madeline O'Malley died in 1890, and uh, in that case, I'm completely wrong. But they, you hear the story about how she hung herself on her wedding day, and they hid her body for three days in the cellar, right? Because they didn't want the bad publicity at the time. Right. So that, to me, show, to me, even more so, said that the the ghost of the old man that killed himself was related, unless he's just drawn to her spirit because she's the first spirit that maybe inhabited the place. If she did die in the 1800s, right after it was built, but he's drawn to to that spot to the. But to the she's cellar. aimless. She's aimless, and that's what it's about. And Ty West talks about it here. He says that Claire's depressed, and that that she's aimless. She doesn't know where she's. She's an aspiring performer. She's humiliated to say she's not. She doesn't want to work on a hotel, on a hotel her whole life, and that she made she she was she made her feel like an asshole. You know, she did. People. She did do that, and I like when she stood up for herself. But if that's the case, Ty West did not do a good enough job of of portraying um, depression with Claire. No, well, he I, said, I, 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 know paper, I never got the feeling of depression. Yeah. I got the feeling of aimless. And look, depression. And depression comes in different. Depression looks different on on different people. Believe me, I know all about it. But e- even in this case, it's it's too subtle. If that was the case for me, I just I got the aimless. Young, not sure what she wants to do. I never got, I thought she was, that's an interesting thing because the way she answers her about being a performer, she kind of pauses before she says no. So that's interesting. I could buy that, that she is kind of an aspiring performer, but just way too embarrassed to talk about it. But well, he says here, but that goes, that that reiterates because that whole sequence there, I think, doesn't, doesn't scream depression it just screams like hey, i'm trapped in a dead-end job yeah, yeah. i don't know what i want to do it, but that's the point that's what he's trying to say west said he wanted paxton's real life vibrancy and goofiness to be reflected in her portrayal of claire and her performance is so impressive for, for precisely that reason because on paper claire is awkward paranoid and socially anxious one thing you don't see on a film too often is how peppiness is often a mask for depression Depressed adults are rarely sullen or withdrawn. More often, they're annoyingly present, trying far too hard to present a portrait of enjoyment. Depression is desperation, and Claire is desperate, not for a new job, new friends, or a new life, but for justification. She wants justification that this job in this town at this moment in time is her destiny, and the only way she'll know that is to kill the boredom. Boredom lies at the roof of the uh, uh, boredom lies at the roof so much that depression. To be aimless is to be bored. To be bored is to be depressed. That's why there needs to be ghosts. Anyway, he goes on. But anyway, the word aimless ties into what he says in this interview that's as well. I don't so, know if he did. I don't know if he did research about the statistics about depression. Maybe maybe that's a true thing. Not the way I have experienced it. Being, nah, being this more day, present. Cries online about it. No, but even you know even back in the eighties. But uh, you know, who knows? I, I'm not gonna argue that because I don't really. I'm not an expert on it, even though I know yeah. about it. Yeah, like we that. don't know. I mean, I, all I can tell you is what a few people said. No, just, it's it's interesting. I like that's why I think I like this movie probably more. I probably would rate this movie higher than I normally would because of the fact that there's there's really 
it's so open to interpretation. I think I like that about it. I think it's just more definitive answers. I might come down on it depending on what they were. But well, I love I do love the the relationship between Luke and Claire. I like the way he opens up yeah. to her. I really do. I really I get that feeling every time I watch this movie. Like I want her to make it because I really feel like they'd be good together. Like he genuinely cares and loves her. And, and I, I like think, how I, he bolts and comes back. He yeah. gets scared. Finally, he sees proof of what he doesn't even believe in. Because he's blowing her off the whole movie. She says about the piano, and he acts like fucking laissez-faire. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. And this is the problem I had when I brought it to Watson. I said, this was a complaint, and he set me straight. I said, listen. I go, my problem is that this guy here he seems so invested in the paranormal that when he's finally getting concrete things... He's acting like it's nothing and he's not buying into it. And that's why – and then Watson told me what I told you guys earlier. He doesn't believe in it. He's doing it because she's into it and and this is – he wants to have a connection with her. He doesn't really – that's why he confesses later that he lied about it. It was just to impress her and to do something with her. They tell you that in the movie, but I think, again, it could be read differently as well. Is he – is he mad because he's actually getting proof that it exists or is he mad because he realizes to what extreme she believes in it? Exactly. That's an interesting point because he never actually sees it. He hears yeah. her saying she's right behind you. And now it's freaked so out going, I got to get out of here. Is he what scared? Have I done? Is he scared right. though because if, he believes that the ghosts are real or because he believes that Claire believes it's real yes, and it's not? That's what I'm going with it. I, yeah. I can, I can equally believe that too. He's like, what the fuck? Everything yeah. I've done has now led to this. I care about this girl. I've just let her down a path that now she thinks this shit's real. Oh, fuck. I, I got to get out. I got to get out. And then he, and by him coming back shows that he, he, he said, no, I got to go back. I got to go back for her. Right. But so you can, re- I mean, it can be read both ways. True. But he does make fun of what's her name. And she's a spiritualist. He does kind of fucking bust her. Like, oh, don't let the spirit scare you or something. The way he talks about it with her and everything else leads me to believe that he doesn't believe it. That he's just but trying plus, to go by the She's a spiritualist and she never sees anything. Like she doesn't say anything about ghosts. Well, uh, she does spirits. Uh, oh, but, well, yeah, sorry. But yeah. well, then. But he's also, he's also mean to Lee because she told, she told him about her being mean to him. So he's defending her. The same well, way. I get that. Of course he is. And the same, the same way right. after the, the mother and child, even though the mother had every right to be like, hey, what the hell? Even right. she re- He refers to her as Gozer and the demon seed later on right. in the film. Right. You know, but he's very, like, protective of Claire. Sure, of course he is. No, I get that. And by yeah. then he didn't know that they, they had their little reconciliation. And, yeah, I get that. But he didn't have to take it there. He could have just busted her balls a different way. No, I hear you, though. How about what the underwear? Oh, the underwear. Yeah. I, I just Her underwear and his. She gets sobered up because she sees him in his tidy whiteies when she's scared and decides not to go in. And then later on, she comes down in her underwear. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? It's another thing. And then it's too much for the two of them. And, you know, and they leave. I'm sure he, he was cool. Wait, wait. What are you saying with the scene with him in the underwear? Just... She's about to go. He goes, come into the room, and she wakes him up. Yeah, two more hours. He, wa- yeah. he walks back, and there's yeah. a scene of him in his tidy whiteies, and they're kind of wrinkled. And you see her face and her reaction. She's Sober like, no, girl. I'm, I'm okay. I, I overreacted. Uh, he's like, oh, yeah, okay. he actually. They say yeah. it's because he lost a lot of weight. That's why his underwear was so loose. <laughs> I read that. I'm being serious. Oh, okay. That's his underwear, and he lost a lot of weight leading up to it. And that's he what wore... bothered her. Oh, this guy's lost too much weight. You know what? I uh, that's a, that's why I asked you to bring it up again because, man, maybe I'm crazy here. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. The expression, yeah, I I saw that she kind of, kind of like 
I guess you would say sobered up quickly. Yeah. But I almost took it like, like she was almost like aware that she kind of has feelings for him and she's not ready to act on them. And that's why she pulled back. Like, if I go in here, I might do something. I thought the opposite. I thought she was I know, the idea I know of dealing that. with the ghost was more than going in his bedroom. I know, most- I know that's what most people probably think. But, man, I was deep diving the other way. <laughs> Crazy. Well, what, if nothing else, this is, a, I <laughs> this is a thought-provoking movie. If yeah. nothing else, even though we're saying that it's slow and there's nothing, and they could have taken this out, we start exploring different areas and, and different things and theories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who knows? That's I why mean, this movie intrigues me because there's a lot. There's 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 stuff there. Whether yeah. whether it's this or that, there's there's stuff to interpret and and deep dive well, into. And I know I know Dave Slaughter the Sacrament, but you got to hear me out because where I was going with it is I was like. But with um with Ty West, I was like, House of the Devil loved, Innskeeper really enjoyed back in the day, and then the Sacrament I thought was really good too. So I'm like, wow, he's three for three for me. And I'm not saying he's this is not good. It's good. I just really enjoyed it. I had it almost on par with my rating for as you said you did have it on par with House of the Devil. And I, I now it 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 there's a, a fair difference between the two. Really, but I think mine are pretty much mine are pretty much the same. I've come up more on it. The first time I watched it, I was just okay. I, I was confused by the ending. And that's when, when when the idea came. I won the coin flip for Watsy. I chose this movie because I thought there was more meat on the bone than I saw the first time. I thought maybe we can get into it on that show and Watsy would have some theories. And it did help. And now, talking of watching it again a third time and talking about it here, now I see there's even more meat that's on the bone. It seems like the more I watch this, the more... I'm thinking about it. The question is, am I having my meat with a side of Viper? Because I might be crazy. (laughs) Is this the chicken that uh, Frank... Yeah, is this Bert's chicken? Is this Bert's Bert's leg leg chicken? (laughs) No, it's your smoked salmon. There's a lot to talk about, but I always go with what I experienced and and what, like, yeah, again, in retrospect, there is is a a good chunk to talk about. That still doesn't take away from the fact that it was like, let's get this movie moving. Yeah, but another movie that, that another movie that should have been 10, 15 minutes shorter. Same thing with Street Trash. Still enjoying the both a lot, but they, yeah. you know what it is? It's like I don't know. I feel like 80, 85 to ninety minutes is like the sweet spot for 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 this genre, for the horror genre. They did a good job acting. The setting is great again. Uh, yeah. We're talking about Street Trash with the dump, with with the uh, junkyard. This with the with the hotel. Great setting and the acting solid. And the last forty minutes are great. Uh, there, there is some great, there's some really good, good stuff here, but just as a whole, I, I thought it, it needed a little bit more as a whole, as a whole. what kind of hole, a dirty hole, yeah. a hobo <laughs> hole, a hobo hole, Bert's hole. I'm not going to talk anymore. That's fair. How you about know the what? I... That they drink Schlitz in this movie too. Did you notice Schlitz oh, yeah, again? The one that survived and made it to hardware is here in the innkeepers. Good old Schlitz beer. It's the new Miller. I think this takes place in the same world as hardware. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, Madeline O'Malley. O'Malley was a nomad bounty hunter in uh, in Hardware. <laughs> and she dances the wibbly wobbly walk. <laughs> Did you you know what? Oh. Every time it depends on when I watch this movie because I've probably seen this movie about five six times. Holy sometimes, shit! Okay. Sometimes <laughs> I see the spirit of Claire at the end. Sometimes I see the outline. Sometimes I don't. I finally saw it again oh. this time, and I was like, yeah. now I know where to look on on the gray curtain to the right. Yep, that's it. Did you wear an underwear? Hopefully not. Nah. It's really, it's kind of, it's kind of sad at the end for of her. Of course, it's fucking sad. Well, I mean, yes. of course, it's sad that she dies, but I, I feel like it's the, the shot of her, sad for her. is sad because yeah. she's looking out the way, 
the way Lee was looking out at her. Because Lee is sort of a sad character because she's a former actor and star who, sa- who says she's sort of happy, you know, doing what she does now. She's but basically she- Betsy Palmer. She was a, she was a, a, a star on a, on a show back in the day where she played the mother. And then she went from that big thing to now doing conventions. Actually, Same I believe she's, she's more of an auto palmer. <laughs> Did you see her backswing? No, but the scene where I'm just kidding. But the scene where Lee is looking out the window and Claire's, you know, trying to throw away the garbage. The look on Lee's face is kind of sad. Like, like yeah. here's a woman who's sort of like, uh, you know, like it didn't, it didn't end up where she wanted it to end up. And that's sort not of gonna and, end up that way for her either. She's and, and that and that's that's why it's it's almost like a mirror image of the scene. She's in she's in that room again. Very good. Yeah. Wow. Because that's wow. uh isn't that that was Lee's room right that she's in? Yes, it was Lee's room. Yeah. Was it that or was room three five three? You tell me. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not sure. But either way, the shot is really cool, and I like that. And and she turns and looks at the door as it shuts and fades to credits. Wow. I hope I hope we don't lose any patience listening to this be like, what the fuck movie did Brandon watch? <laughs> I mean that ending, that really that ending does then sum it up that there the of the actual existence of spirits because we do get the physical slamming of the of the door. Again, I mean unless it's allegory once again, but I can't that's pretty Alleg- in your face. Could be Allegheny. Could be alligator <laughs> could be alligator. This is the Allegheny tapes. First, we had the Poughkeepsie tapes. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Christian. He's cursing me behind his pop filter. I can't. Oh, I'm not, no, no, no. Here's no, one I, complaint. I, Here's I, one I complaint. curse you without. The, I make sure I come up and go, you fuck you. <laughs> You'll know when I'm cursing you. <laughs> My one complaint is this. When she talks to Lee, Lee tells her, do not go in the basement. She stresses, do not. And by the way, do you realize later on when Lee herself goes in the basement and hears screams? that those are the screams that later on in the film are the ones that are let out by Claire. So she hears Claire's screams before they actually happen, which is cool, but that's not my complaint. My complaint is she tells her, do not go in the basement, do not go in the basement. Then later on, when Claire wakes her up and says this and this, what are you doing here? And then she tells her and she says something about the basement. She doesn't say, I told you not to go in the basement. This, yeah. that. She just it reacts like, it was no no news. Like yeah, said, she, yeah, she did go in. And she did go in and managed to survive that time. And the last time, I don't think she was gonna go in, but she thought she heard Lee and then got startled by the spirit of the old man and fell down the steps. Yeah, but I mean, she didn't react to that. Yeah, said, yeah, yeah you're basement. right. Yeah, you're and the right. The girl told me she went in the basement. And she just acted like she said, "Well, I just fucking fried some eggs for you." You know what I mean? She just like it was nothing. Yeah, when she speaks, specifically speaks said, to her indecisiveness, I guess, Claire's. Or. It speaks to the fucking fact that she knows now who the third ghost is going to be. She's like, she expected her to go in the basement, even though she warned her. So she's like, kind of like Dr. Loomis's look at the end of Halloween when he looks and sees Michael's not there. And which just, one's, which one's Loomis? <laughs> the Turkish ratings. Oh, the Turkish. <laughs> that was, that was a good Christian impression. Ratings. <laughs> that's always a Jeremy impression. Are you kidding me? That's a Christian impression. I know, but it's Christian, but, but Jeremy always says ratings. That's his fucking. Jeremy's ready to wrap it up before he starts. <laughs> that's a fucking game. That, that's a drinking game. You could play with fucking 22 shots. Every time fucking Jer- Jeremy says ratings, you know, that, well, then you I'm know? right there with him. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I gave Aww. a daisy, uh. You're telling me. Uh. <laughs> okay. I, I guess I have nothing else. Maybe some comedy. But well, that's um, interesting. You're right, because she, she, that, I mean, she is in the basement at that point with, uh, with Luke, 
But you're right, Lee. There should have been. I mean, granted, she was startled from being uh, from being asleep, but there should have been. You know, didn't didn't I fucking tell you? <laughs> right, but there wasn't. Whatever Again, you do, you cannot go in the basement. Maybe it's destiny. Maybe it's yeah. That and that's that's what I liked it's about it. The whole like the whole idea that even though Lee says, "Okay, we're getting out of here now," you know, uh, even though um, he comes back and says, "Wait right here," I, I, you know, I want them to be like, "You go wait in the car. Go outside. Go to the car and wait for me. I'll be right there." But you know, it's a movie. <laughs> they can't do that. So. But I would have been like, get the fuck outside right now. Do not come back in through these doors. But Correct. But it still let her down there because she thought she heard Lee. So it wasn't yeah. like she was disobeying at the very end, even though she disobeyed like 10 minutes prior. Yeah, wow. Good yeah. film. Good film. Yeah. I, I always enjoy this film. I've seen it the same amount of times as Terrifier, which means I'm probably completely off in what I'm watching. But uh, this was oh. one of those films I was going to bust out the quarter rating for. But, but since we got rid of it, I'm coming up. And I'm going for an eight out of ten. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm seven and a half. I'm a oh, junior. Uh, and I'm seven. Like I said, good movie. Just like I said, I just wish it. Uh, pretty pretty so much. Like, like, yeah. Pretty much like uh, what we just did with. Uh, All oh. within a point and a half of one another. Like again, there's a lot nice. of good stuff here. Cash. Couldn't remember the movie. Again, I don't know. Maybe I was expecting more from it. In fact, we were going to put this on a week ago. I gave my kids a choice. I said, what, do you want to watch The Innkeepers, which I got to watch for our show? Or do you want to watch ICU, which I really loved, and I wanted to watch it again? You guys pick. And we, I let them watch the trailers for both because I, I think I said, I don't think they, either of them spoil the movie. And they picked ICU. Ah, you put the right one in. You let the right and one. And we all loved it again. Well, I loved it again, and they loved it for the first time. And I, again? Uh, then I watched this one, and I liked it. Like I said, yeah. it's a good movie. You liked it again? I liked it again. So far, so good. One more movie, but before we get to the movie, we we have an email with with a question, uh, or two. Oh, it's, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Scared? Did you have to prep for it? No, I saved it for a reason. No, it's it's fine. Okay, this is uh. Actually, this is uh, this was put on the Patreon by our buddy Stu Watson, who says... Okay, Christian said <laughs> You only watch and we want on the fucking page. <laughs> you can't say that anymore. I get it. I love it. And Mr. Watson knows this. Know. He's alluded to it. We've been texting back. Every, everything's great. But you got to crack the joke. When the joke comes up, it's coming up. This is true. We do joke about everything and anything. Yeah. It, it's the way life should be. Okay. Stu Watson says, absolutely love you guys. Been listening since I found your show in the mid-90s episodes. Now I'm going back and listening. <laughs> I was going to say the mid-90s. I'm like, yeah, we've been podcasting for a long time. The Godfather's a podcaster. <laughs> or the grandfather. What, uh, what you can't two? say Godfathers. It's offensive to Italian people, remember? Yeah. Yes, we're the Podfathers. Okay? We'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Good Lord. Good Lord. Now I'm going back and listening from the beginning on Stitcher. Just finished Episode 3, Top 2015 Lists. Top notch. There you go. That's when that was a big phrase, too. Nice. Uh, and I love that all three of you have a solid sense of humor and can laugh and joke about stuff and anyone with a grain of salt, like we've been saying. Veruca salt. With a game, pardon me, not with a game. What, what did I say? You said a grain of Veruca salt. Let me say this again. I love that all three of you have a solid <laughs> sense of humor <laughs> and can laugh and joke about stuff. And anyone with a grain of sense can tell you're just BSing. Okay? That's okay. Amen. But bottom insult. line, yeah, insult. Grain of sense, insult. Um, <laughs> but bottom line, you'll never please everyone. So if they don't like the show or one fucking comment, 
Fuck them. Thank you. We love you. So carry on and be yourselves. Keep it real and top notch. All right. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Now, now there's a little more to that. Um, P.S. Part do. Well, there was a P.S. Part one about my microphone, but I guess it was just one show. Anyway, I haven't asked a question yet for the show, and I've been a member since 101. So a few months now. So I have two questions for whenever you can work them in. Oh, stop. First, not this show? Maybe one hundred twenty. Maybe 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 one hundred twenty. Ah shit. Okay. How did you three meet, or get to know each other, especially well enough to decide to do a show together? You guys work so well together; it's perfect and just works. So that's the first question. Uh, we met on uh, to catch a predator, right? <laughs> <laughs> we were all stuck in the I house. I was a little kid. We were all drinking the sweet. We were all drinking the sweet tea while Chris Hansen was yelling at us. <laughs> I I just told this story. It was kind of funny. I just told this on Cut to the Chase. So I mean oh. verbatim now, but since we've got a, a second, I I thought it was a great story. I said this is all because of Dave. Dave heard yeah. Brandon. Brandon was a regular kind of call in, call in caller on uh, yeah. Twenty Two Shots, and I had TJF thirteen. He heard TJF thirteen, like Brandon on Twenty Two Shots, messaged both of us. I think both of us are probably like I said. I looked at the message. I'm like, what the fuck? Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and then I listened to like you pointed me to the Skeleton Crew and Banana Laser. I listened. I'm like, I said, holy shit, yeah. this guy sounds like Joe Pesci. <laughs> and then you message me and be like, I don't really want to do a show with Dave Z. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then that was it. We shit, we shot the shit on Skype really quickly, uh, like what, twenty minutes, thirty minutes Not before long. we did our first show. Oh, it wasn't very long. long. And then we recorded our first show, and the rest is history. It was just like yeah. that. Dave heard us and thought we would work well together, and didn't want to produce. He's fucking great at finding people like Watson. This is where I'd Watson and I can bond. I don't want to fucking do a fucking thing other than show up and record. What schluck, schmuck can I pull in to produce <laughs> and to edit and everything? So that's why there's no production anymore on my end. I just said I'm throwing the opening song on, a little cut, da, 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 a little throughout the episode, done and done. What Beautiful. A, what a schluck. Sparky the clown. Sparky the clown. You knew it was coming back. You knew the minute you said it. You're like, it's coming back. Even if I talk for another 20 minutes, he's going to say schluck. He said schluck. I missed it. That's skunk for the next generation. I got schluck. Schluck. It's a combination of a. Good luck. It's a good luck schmuck. It's a good schluck. Good luck schmuck. That sounds like a movie, like Drop Dead Fred. Good luck schmuck. You know? Nice. That's our eighth movie. Schluck. Well, thank goodness. Thank goodness for you. For Friday. <laughs> thank goodness for you. <laughs> for me? No. Thank goodness for Friday the 13th, and thank goodness for 22 shots. Because if those two things don't exist, this show doesn't exist. And that's a fact. I Friday the 13th, I've listened and discussed Friday the 13th so many times, that my obsession with everything else. I got to a point that I just said, I want to listen to more Friday the 13th podcasts. I've listened to so many. So I did a search. Uh, on iTunes for Friday the 13th. And sure enough, up comes his show. TJF 13! Yeah. Up comes Rich his show. I... Yep. And I listened from fucking show one to show whatever it was at the time. 20. Whatever. Whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever they're at now. <laughs> it's where it was six years ago when you listened. <laughs> and I fell in love. I, I was like, wow. I said, these guys are funny. Hey. Yeah. And, and then Christian was... Uh, Hey, the presence of mind, and I know Nudie complains about it because he says, well, you can't watch the movie with their commentary because they cut out the stuff. But 
I'm on the other side of the fence. This guy has enough presence of mind to not care if people watch with the commentary. People just want to listen. And why and why leave the shit in that doesn't work or, or have dead air when you can keep your show entertaining? Because like I always say about podcasters, that anytime anyone asks my opinion about podcasting, the first thing I tell them, keep in mind that this if you do a podcast, it is more than you and one or two other people having a conversation. Keep in mind that people are listening to be entertained. Most podcasts don't realize that. That is why most podcasts suck. Are not and entertaining. It, exactly. It's true. I'm sorry. There are a thousand horror podcasts out there. I, bet. I, I, I don't even think I'm exaggerating. I bet there are 1,000 horror podcasts out there. I can only listen to fucking less than 30. So I'm sorry, and I'm not trying to be an asshole. I want to be entertained, and I want to hear a good show. And there's well, just can not you listen to nudie? <laughs> There's just not many. So the fact that that Christian did that and had the presence of mind to cut out the fucking dead air, said this guy is serious about editing and production and everything, and he's he already has a great sense of humor and everything else. He has a good voice for a fucking podcast. This guy, I, I, let me see if I can get him. And then B, 22 shots. He was fucking all on the show. Are we done talking him. about me now? Because I will interject. If no, interject. I will tune out now. Yeah. <laughs> What more about me? <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. And is, then, is it true? But is it true, Dave? Is it is it true that you really you thought you were getting Vince, and then he <laughs> sh- and, and then Christian showed up to the Skype call, and you're like, I don't know how to tell him that I wanted the other guy. <laughs> no, but it, but it is true that if Vince would have been the producer, he would have got the message. <laughs> true, <laughs> fucking guy. Mm. Well, yeah, he'd see right through him. Anyway, <laughs> we're done with this now. Oh, wait, no, Brandon. Sorry. B. <laughs> well, B was on 22 shots, not on them, but he was doing email, uh, voicemails. Uh, he was in there. He was active on the page, and he was always – he was a creative kind of cat, I can tell. He had a good sense of humor, and he, he had ideas on the group page. So he was – and he watched a lot of movies. So, like, okay, this guy's in on the scene. He seems like a friendly guy. He has a good sense of humor. He's active in the community, and he watches a shitload of films. This is fucking what I need. So, and he's a good guy too. Yeah, <laughs> he's like Chucky. Yeah, yeah. good guy. You I know? marry you, by the way, in my fuck Mary kill. Just I'll save you from having to listen to the episode if you're not going to listen to the episode. I fuck Dave because it's the cock size. I, I I marry Brandon because like look at him, he's like he's snuggable. And then I kill <laughs> I kill fucking Watson dead in the water. I'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the chase. You killed Watson. Why, well, was yeah, Watson, they asked why was Watson the choice? Why wasn't those Dan were Chase? the choices. Because he was the fourth the... member of, Skele- of Skeleton. He he's the fourth member. He he's trying to infiltrate the show a lot because he was he's been the the most repetitive guest yeah. on our show. That was their their thought process. I mean, that's where it came yeah. from. Oh, okay. Makes sense. He's but it's okay. The... You said it was it was uh, reciprocal. He killed me, so perfect. I oh. like to play kill 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 with uh, Mike Merriman. <laughs> Mama, <laughs> <laughs> kill 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 Mike Mike Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm going to give you a fuck, Mary kill, Brandon. Oh, um, God. <laughs> what's that podcast called? No More Room in Hell. You have you have Mike Merriman, you have Derek B, and you have uh, Jerry Venom. Fuck, Mary kill. <laughs> I'm killing Mike. <laughs> All right. So um, he said that before. Okay. I'm going to fuck Derek, and I'm going to marry Venom. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost there. I think I'd marry uh, Derek. And and uh, fuck Venom. Yeah, maybe I would marry Derek because, like you say, he's uh, snuggable. Like he's you said snug- about me, snuggle, snuggle fuck. <laughs> <laughs> snuggle fucks. 
<laughs> Bottom line, Mike's getting killed in in, in all in all. Uh, Mike, Mike, Mike has to die. <laughs> <laughs> what are we? Fuck we're killing Jones. him and we're killing his mic. <laughs> <laughs> and his mic. So there we go. Okay, now let, let's get on to the, to the second part of this. Okay. Have any one of you seen the film The Guest from 2015? I believe has a go from It Follows and is amazing in my opinion. Kind of a mystery action horror. It's its own thing, but it is amazing. Just have to hear it mentioned. Just have yet to hear it mentioned. But I just might not have listened to the right episode yet. But if you had, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Not a full review, as I'm not at their, at that tier at the moment. Just if you've seen it and if you enjoyed it, great 80s film vibe and soundtrack. Again, in my opinion. Anyway, thanks for the show. You guys rock. Stu, the new Watson. <laughs> he the called new, himself that. Yes. Stu, the, the new Watson. Even that's amazing. I have seen the guest. I liked the guest. I didn't think it was one ounce horror. I don't think That's, it is every, horror. Everybody keeps saying, oh my God, because I think the director dabbled in horror. Yeah, um, it's Adam Wingard. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, he, he's been there and he's good. But and it, So it's a good movie, but I never got any vibe of horror from the movie. But that doesn't mean it's not a good film. It's just probably why we haven't talked about it as much. Yeah, but there are people that, ra- that rave about it and, and bring up Horror elements, horror elements. I never get these horror elements. Never. It's a thriller. It's a thriller horror. Yeah. I mean, I could see how some people would say that. I remember but... liking the the soundtrack to it though. I remember it being very uh, it's very eighties like. But uh, I don't remember Can't the movie it. that well. I only saw it once, but I remember being fairly high on it. I saw it for the first time. I saw it for the first time about a month ago. Oh, okay. I bought it maybe. Uh, Less than a year ago, I had it sitting there waiting, waiting. And when I went on that that kill, when I was fucking sitting home for 16 days, and I I watched 66 movies, <laughs> uh, that was one of the that I had on my short list of movies I have to watch. So I watched it. Here's the worst part: there, the disc that I have, there were three instances where the disc where the Blu-ray went bad. So I probably missed out on maybe digital three minutes of the film. <laughs> so listen to what I did. I, I, I rejoined Netflix, as I told B, and I ordered fucking the guest through Netflix, and I took the fucking thing, because I bought it from a Hollywood video used, or not Hollywood video, family video, oh. and I and I sent them back the one that came with fucking family video. Nice. And sent it back to them, and then, I, and then if they send it back, I'll just say that it came damaged. So there you go. I got my free trial of Netflix, and then I didn't cancel in time. Everybody out there. <laughs> well, I ended up spending $6 anyway. I could have just bought a fucking new one, but I was pissed off because I paid money. For this one at, at the video store, and I go to play it, it doesn't work. What the fuck? Yeah. What if someone from Family Video comes and punches your other tooth out for for stealing their discs? <laughs> well, poor Family Video. A lot of them are shutting down permanently. I looked them up because I'm waiting for them to reopen because I'm figuring they're going to have big sales. They've been shut down all this time for COVID, you know. So I'm like, I think when they open, I bet they're going to have good movie sales. So I just looked yesterday to see, and the one in Tonawanda where I live, it says permanently closed. There was like half of them are permanently closed and a couple are, are opened right now. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm actually shocked they're still kicking it around. And you, you know what you they're doing? Are... And you know what they're doing with those movies? The same thing we used to do at uh, Blockbuster. This was after I worked at Hollywood Video. We had to take them, scratch them with a scissor, and then throw them away. Hurt my soul. That's what they used to make Seriously? us do. Yeah, we had to destroy them. Why? When they donate them. They let us take what we want. Hey, if you want, take a copy. But. That's what that was their company policy, and that's why Blockbuster were around. Failed. Yeah, no, that was, it was a thing. King of the crop, and they just fucking just sank. 
Because I used to have to throw bags of, of movies away in the dumpster, but they made us take them out and scratch them with a scissor first so nobody can come back and, and steal them. And there was always rumors that they, at the corporate level, they, they censored movies. So even if they were R-rated, if they didn't fit their their uh, their realm, they would they would actually, there was, there was rumors that they edited movies down. Yeah. Not a lot, but there were certain movies that they would edit down to fit and into their, their... In their Friday franchise, Mrs. Voorhees is still alive to this day. <laughs> not that extreme you fucking prick bastard. but i mean the but i've heard that they had done that to to a, a a good chunk of movies well i say fuck them all my nostalgia none of it has to do with blockbuster all, all my nostalgia from being a kid has to do with a store called video factory and another one called movies plus Hell those yeah. are the ones that worked out here blockbuster came in and yeah. bought bought video factory so it erased them movies plus hung on for a few more years and then they were gone then it was just blockbuster but by that time it was like 91 92 and i graduated in 91 so the bulk of my movie renting was in like you know high school and that age so all my real good nostalgic memories come from movies plus and video factory yeah the, mo- the, mom, and pop, the mom and pop shops yeah before yeah, blockbuster brought out the ones near us it was like we had easy video. We had video is. <laughs> I don't know what video the hell that was. Is, huh? And we had video plus. I remember video well, plus. We've talked about this before. And I had video flicks and then video, video, video. <laughs> remember <laughs> video, video, video. And then and then we also had jumbo video was the big sort of the chain that came in, but a good chain. Like their horror section, they built like a huge castle that you like. It was like that's just where, like that's a, where a, junior a shops. Junior yeah. shots at Jumbo Video. <laughs> <laughs> and then you would you'd walk through like the you know like like through the opening of the castle, which had like like kind of fang type teeth, and you'd walk into the horror section. It was awesome. That's and then cool. the horror section was pretty pretty cool. Oh. Uh, but they got bought like they they survived. They kind of coexisted with Blockbuster, but eventually I think they had they succumbed and they became Blockbuster Video as well. Everything became Blockbuster, and everything became shit. Yeah. It did. Well, You're right. It. So fuck them. I have no. I that's no, why Netflix for the no win. Remorse. In that case, in that case, fucking Netflix for the win. They could not adjust. Netflix and win. Netflix and win. <laughs> <laughs> now let me ask you about this. That place. So we're like on a Friday night when you were a kid, Christian. Was it typical to go to Pizza Pizza and then follow the trip to Video Video Video? <laughs> Would you be surprised? Because I know your memory. You say your memory so shit. You cracked that exact joke. I know I did. A lot. Okay, I just wasn't sure if you remembered or not. He, I knows was the exact, you date. he knows the exact date four years ago when he cracked that joke. Yet he says he has a shit memory. Like, I there was a guy, well, Chris, aka Scott, said you you. There's a post in our page. Yeah. yeah. How Dave like he recommended this movie to Dave and he couldn't believe Dave remembered that he recommended the movie. Yet Dave goes, I what the fuck? I just watched that movie last night. You think I can fucking remember? <laughs> well, this I can't just like this, just like the guest. I watched the guest a month ago, and all I can tell you about it, I can't give a review because I didn't take notes. I can tell you that I enjoyed it. I can tell you that that was the girl from It Follows, and I know a little bit. The guy came in. He said he was from the uh, Discharge. He was the friend of uh, a brother or something that died, or maybe a husband. I don't know. And he and came in and with guns, right, or something like that. That's what I remember. Yeah, but I don't. Re- and I remember that he, he he went to a party and got into a fight with somebody, and then I can't remember the third act. All that much. So like I said, there you go. That's where my memory is shit. Because I can't sit here and do a fucking Jerry Venom and watch a movie last night and then sit here and fucking tell you. And then this scene happened. And then that scene happened. And this guy said this to this guy. That would never happen with me. So my memory, it still is shit. If I had a good memory, wouldn't, wouldn't I recall? Fuck it. More I'm killing about Venom too. <laughs> <laughs> Kill Mike and Venom. I'm, I'm fucking and marrying Dirk. 
<laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I have they masturbate under their dead corpses. <laughs> <laughs> that <was> really dark. <laughs> That's some street trash shit right there. Oh, damn. Yeah, sorry. I know. I might just need to get a little help. Yeah. He's depressed like Claire. (laughs) I will tie everything back into all our rings. Perfect. Now you're being offensive to depressed people. Enough's enough here. (laughs) Even if you are depressed yourself, don't offend them, you know? Ah, shit. So so thank you for the for the email. And and Stu Watson is the new Watson, but the old Watson is in the house. So we're pretty happy about that. The old Watson is the old Watson. <laughs> he's gonna come back on the show. Can he guess? No, he's gonna he's gonna yeah, he he's gonna donate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You gotta donate to guest. That'd be something. Oh, actually there is there is one like that, but I mean <laughs> Anyone off the street can, can be a guest, but it, it's a heavy uh, it's a heavy price tag. There. Any street trash can be guest. <laughs> Any street <laughs> trash. <laughs> oh, poor Watson. Or you can poor get the Watson. invite. Yeah, poor old Watson. Maybe new Watson can come on for the show. Imagine <laughs> we bring new Watson on for a, fucking, for a guest spot. But, 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 but make it guest. seem like it was always oh. the same Watson. <laughs> or just treat Stu like it's. Like he's Watson. Ask him how Watsy's going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how little Watt is. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not married and I don't podcast. What are you talking about? Little Watt. Yes. How is it? Wouldn't it be cool though? Because the movie we could review could be the guest. And he would be the guest. Get it? And it's the new Watson. Uh, I don't know where you're going with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I checked out about an hour ago. In all sense of the word, he'd be a guest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Talking oh, about guest. a guest. Uh, the guest talking about the guest. Yeah, the guest talking about the guest who who originally talked to us about the guest. This is, is there a possibility meta, we could talk about the movie that we're actually supposed to be talking about today? Yes, some meta shit right now. Yes, ah. let's, talk, let's move on. Let's move Maniac. on for blowjob fest about to begin, folks. Ah. <laughs> Maniac, two thousand twelve. You're that? gonna smoke. You're gonna smoke it, salmon, aren't you, B? <laughs> What'd you say, Christian? I said, yeah, of course you are, because it was your best slasher. Yeah, event. I love how people say it's not a slasher. Fuck off. If they call the original a slasher, they got to call this a slasher. This is a straight-up slasher. It's literally got everything that slashers are. It's more POV. of a slasher than the original. This one's got tons of slashing. That's all he does is slash people. It's all a movie. It's a fucking slasher. Maniac, 2012, written by Alexander Aja and directed by Frank Calhoun. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but... As he helps a young artist with her upcoming exhibition, the owner of a mannequin shop's deadly suppressed desire comes to the surface. When I first heard that this was being remade, I had no issue with it because I'm not against remakes whatsoever. So I was just like, okay, I'll check it out. When I heard it was going to be first person, I had a little bit of reservation because I thought it's just going to be a a gimmick. That's offensive to Indians and Native Americans everywhere. (laughs) You cannot have reservations about a film anymore. <laughs> I think he found that <laughs> shit. Uh, but man, do they make it work? I mean, they—they. They, I'm not going to say they abandon it, but when they when they deviate from it, uh, there's a reason why they deviate from it, and they it, they cut from within the actual frame as well, so it works. It's they they do a good job, and when they actually do the things where he looks up into a mirror or into a mirror. That's great too. Yeah, they they kind of and it throws water in his face. Oh, I love that. Oh. There's so many great things that they they sprinkle in that you're like, how the fuck did they do that? 
I was looking for nitpicks this time because everyone knows I'm I'm super high on this film. I ranked it as my number one slasher. And uh, if if I had to nitpick something or wish they would have deviated a little from from the POV a little, I wish they would have reversed some of it. During some of the kills, there's two kills in particular when he kills uh, the girl in in the uh, in the junkyard. And when he kills uh, the the uh, art art uh, the art oh, woman, the critic, the, or, yeah, or, like yeah, the art critic or her, her think, mentor yeah. or whatever, but where it deviates from POV to seeing Frank's face, I almost wish the kills had been the opposite, where you see Frank and then it switches to POV when he does the killing, almost withdrawing into himself and his shame. Like the shame he feels for his mother, and obviously the the incident that started his his crazy downward spiral in the first place. I feel like it would have said more about his uh, his break from from reality over this last six months or a year since his mother died, since he's become a lunatic. I, I mean, I can't disagree with that. I, I I believe it works this way, but that would have been that would have been cool too. I think uh, from a if you're against CG, this is CG gore done well. Yeah, you know, it's weird. I see, I, again, that's one thing I hear a lot of criticism of, and I looked Just for it. Just the first kill. The first, oh, I, I, the, I love the first kill. The only critique with that first kill, the scalping should have been more brutal. The scalping is too simple on that first kill. So it, but, it's but, like he cuts a little bit, and then it, like, rips off perfectly. That should have been I more mean, it brutal. Is. It's like Terrifier, exactly. That's what I didn't get the same when we talked about, t- again, I hate to get on that. But the same thing uh, happened there. I thought it was way too much. For what happened there, but they did it here just as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's some of the other scalpings were much more vicious. This first one should have been vicious. The title card should have come up while he was still cutting. Yes. He should have had her on the floor and just been brutal. But I mean, this movie's pretty darn brutal as is. Other than that, that, I noticed very little in terms of gore issues. Maybe when he's stabbing the girl in the parking lot after he cuts her cuts her Achilles, which is awesome. Oh, I don't care. I but, love that. Yeah, when he's stabbing her, sometimes you see some of the blood drops flying and it looks a little CG, but it's it's minuscule. Just the first scalping is the only I, thing I would I would change. I'd make it even more brutal. The I knife in Elijah the throat. Wood I love show. the knife in the throat. I love oh, it, but amazing. it looks, you could tell it's CG-ish. That's ah, the only it's issue. So good. Just, that's the only, it's a oh, minuscule oh, thing. I'm great. just saying. For a minuscule, for a, like he said about the CG, that's the only one I'll give the people that are complaining, is that and that's it. And when this movie first was being talked about, I, I couldn't believe it was being remade. I go, I can't believe they're going to remake this. And then when I heard it was Elijah Wood, I was more turned off. I admit all that. I remember th- reading that at the time and saying, what the fuck? Then I remember it was it was Dread Central or some website was was showing the first five minutes of the movie. And I didn't even watch it. I said, you know I what? Did. I did. Mean, I remember that it was that was the promotion that was that would have turned me on. Yeah, it was the first five minutes. I'm like, oh man, that music. Yes. Oh man, and then and the way it was done, I'm like, I can't wait to see this movie. Yeah, I thought that was a good way to do it. I think the other movie that did it way back in the day, the first one I remember was 28 Days Later. Really? That's how they promoted the movie. They showed the first. I don't know if it was the first five minutes or it was a section of when you saw London with nobody in it. They showed the first 27 days. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but anyway great way to produce uh, to promote the movie and i did watch it dave i remember that and i was a little perplexed of eliza wood but right. i just said as we were talking i would love him to be a guest on this show yeah he is okay. great in this movie i, I really liked him and come to daddy in a, the quirky role there and he's a horror fan yes and yes, he'll he talk is. about being a horror fan when he's on talk shows and stuff as well and i respect that he and was on so, one, of the, one of the documentaries recently. 
I forgot which one it was. I've been watching so much stuff, but he was on he was on a horror documentary recently. And yeah, that's that's a great thing. You can tell he's he's a horror fan. And he's terrific in this. And I like the fact that it's it's a complete change up from a Joe Spinell type. It, it it's still <laughs> it's still nasty and, and 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 a dirty movie, but it's much more of a artistic take on it. Whereas whereas the original is much more of a sleazy exploitation. Yeah, the the, the originals. Let, let's keep this camera lingering on it and show yeah. it gritty gruesome detail and this one's doing that but with that artistic flair to it as well yeah. both work both end up working because the yeah. original maniac was was had a, a fan base but i think it grew a cult following which yeah. is why we got a 4k for disc release out now because who would have expected that from maniac the original yeah a week there after the three disc blu-rays that came out <laughs> Which I have. Yeah, they keep yeah. releasing that movie every four weeks. I know. It's crazy. And here's what but, bothers me. Sorry. This Blu-ray. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. This, but this, but this Blu-ray, this Blu-ray here for this for the remake, looks better than the freaking uh, the 4K, not the 4K new one, but the 4K, 4K trans, yeah, mastered transfer on the blue. I was waiting to get blown away by that, and I watched it, and it was good. It was a good-looking blue. But this Maniac, which is a regular Blu-ray without the 4K transfer, looks better. So I wish I would have held out and not got that other Maniac and waited on the 4K, but whatever. It's it also is what it is. I'm just... priced, but right. I guess yes, it for is. a reason. But anyway. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sir. No, no, no. There's nothing to be sorry about. This is what we do. And and I've done it numerous times. So then we're always going to be Canadian and apologizing for every move we make. <laughs> <laughs> but that love note that we talked about earlier with the reflection that does the the poster art of the original so cool a great just great i warned you not to go out tonight poster art it was just a a fantastic homage to the original and yeah homage i'm fucking saying it the proper way it is an homage why someone wants you to say homage homage fuck that (laughs) homage that sounds like a bad breakfast cereal yeah Yeah, (laughs) like a bowl of homage (laughs) peas homage pot peas pot Peas homage pot. I can't say it. <laughs> what are you doing? I, I, I want to say like that song, peas porridge hot, peas oh. porridge cold. I was trying to say peas homage hot. And I fucked. I couldn't do it. I, my mouth didn't work right when I tried to do it. I said pot. But Elijah Wood brings such a level. Who would have thought? Like, again, Dave, I, I said there was reservations yeah. <laughs> about him being in the, in the movie hey, as well. you can't say that. Now you're being offensive. I'm a Braves fan. I'm a Chiefs fan. Anyway, Jesus Christmas. Tickle my ass with your feather. Tell me that woman is not super attractive. Which one? The beginning? Yeah, they all are, but the beginning one. Oh, they're all... the, the, the main girl, that the French girl that it, oh, that wants the mannequins for the her. French girl is absolutely stunning, but mm-hmm. but there are but like the movie is filled with like I think every girl in it is super attractive. That first girl, yes. Judy, and I love the fact that she sees him, she runs, she gets in a car, she gets home, she feels she's safe. But fr- that that voiceover of Frank saying, "I know where you live," you know, I you know I've been following you for a while or whatever, and it's like uh, no, he's like, "I know where you live. I'll see you later." And that yeah. music, just the electronic music used throughout this oh. whole film, just so menacing, so perfect. And, man, I got a buddy who absolutely despises this film, makes fun of me for it, thinks Elijah yeah. Wood is awful. And I'm just like, wow. I feel like it's such a great performance. 
I feel like it's so understated. It's such a great performance, but he's also got to work with the the director and the cinematographer of 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 choreo choreography, like the whole choreography. Excuse me, of certain sequences. Yeah, of of making that work too. Like it's not just voiceover, but like the way that they they stage it and everything like that is is fantastic. Yeah, like just from that standpoint, it's worth a watch just to see how they pulled it off uh, without it being. I mean, it is a gimmick. At the end of the day, the, they decided to do this. Um, for for a reason, put you in it put you in the the point of view, but it works. But I like that when you're dealing with right. a with a psychopath like here who is completely snapped. So you're you're a voyeur through his eyes. You're 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 in the mind of the killer here. That's why I wish it like the kills were reversed. Like they panned out and you would see Frank a little bit more in his stalking phase, and then when he's killing, you'd pull back into the POV, kind of like hiding in his mind like i like that with his shame but but either no, it's way good, it's, it's still great it's still well, great it did, they have pulled out before but when you're talking about in those exact moments yeah would, i feel like it should have been reversed just reversed it but well, uh, let's, let's face it they took what halloween created at the point the pov friday yeah. the 13th uh, like extended and we were we've been put into the the eyes of the killer before, but yeah. this is now figuratively like now this is the whole movie. Yeah, this so, is pretty close to the whole movie where we're we're in there and there's. Well, that's just it, right? But has that ever been done? I don't think so. I don't think and, and there's ever been a movie where I think Friday kind of did it the most when they came around because honestly Halloween did it for the opening segment only and Black Christmas did it very sparingly. The opening segment maybe one other thing. And prior to that, Hitchcock did it and Peeping Tom with a camera. But just little bits. I bet if you added up those movies, none of them would ever be over 10 minutes. Maybe Friday. They did it a lot in the first two. A lot of POV. But this movie takes it to another level and they keep you in it, but yet still showing the cleverness of seeing the character in a mirror, a different mirror, different things. I mean, so many different things. Splashing water. He's he's throwing it at the camera, then looking up. Into the mirror. Oh, it's so good. It is like that way. Yeah. It's. Do you now? Okay, B. You mentioned this earlier. You said something about the beginning of this or what? Do you feel? Because this was my note. My, it was a question. Is this? Are we? Are we witnessing the start? Like when he kills the first girl, uh, in the thing. Is that the first kill? I think maybe there was one kill prior. Because when he takes her home, you already see one mannequin with something on it. But is yeah. this? Is this the beginning of his uh, collapse right now? We're just witnessing it live. Uh, yeah, I think it. I think it's at the very beginning because uh, I he, think ta- so. he talks about the incident. Uh, he talks about his mother dying this past summer. So we don't know. We don't know like what the time frame is, but that's really the incident that set it off because all his repressed rage, his repressed rage, and you know what causes him to snap is all his memories of his mother. And what a goddamn whore she was. <laughs> well, let me ask you this: Was she a prostitute or was she just fucking men? Because he said, he goes, why are you doing this? Was it the money? Remember he said that later on when he had yeah. her name trapped on the bed? So, was she a hooker? Is that what was going on? I believe she was a sex worker, like, you know, hiding okay. the little kid in the closet or staying in the bathroom while mommy's working. But he was really, you know, voyeuristically spying on her. And, and hooker's offensive. Say. We, we say hua. Hua. <laughs> <laughs> but she's a sex worker, yes. <laughs> I, think, okay, I agree with definitely that. Definitely not yeah. a slut, Okay, all right, just a worker. Okay. A, la- um, a lady of the night. Yeah, gonna be with the ladies of the night. 
Dancing to the morning light. Forget about the words on your mind. You can, you can leave your son behind. <laughs> Feel the beat of my balls under your face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if she if she is a sex worker, for whatever reason, I don't hate her as much as if she was just fucking a bunch of men and ditching them to the side. At least she's doing it for money. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying, and, and, and of course we see what it does to the poor bastard, and that's a terrible <laughs> thing. You know, I, oh, it's awful. You know what I mean? But it's if awful. she's doing it to make a living, it's a little more excusable than some woman who's just fucking, you know, having threesomes with random men and bringing them in and blowing coke in front of her kid and put him in the closet and having sex on the fucking street and shit just to do it. That's yeah. a little, for what I'm not saying there's a, an excuse, but I don't vilify her as much if she's a sex worker. Not that it matters. The, the the end result is still the end result, and he's fucked up for it. And I feel real bad for him towards the end of the movie, especially when he dresses up that one child mannequin. And he goes, yeah, he goes, I know, I miss her too. And it's like him when he was a kid. Yeah. yeah. That's fucking so sad. And, yeah. and just his knuckles and everything else, like how he's washing his hands constantly, and they're all Scrubbing just, them? oh. They're like down to like the raw. Well, I almost felt like he was doing that for a purpose because when he kills the second girl, that uh, the girl he meets on Cupid's Rejects, the Lucy girl, the redhead, when he kills her, if you notice, she she leaves lots of uh, defensive wounds on his hands, and that's when he starts using the steel wool to rub it rub it down. So he's almost like he's being smart about it because a lot of people complain about oh well the cops would be on to him sooner. Like it's not that big of a period of time where this is taking place, and they do eventually. You know, foreign theories. You do hear it in the background. It's going on. You know, the okay. This is my, this is my question then, and I, it's at the end of the movie. And this is my problem with it. If if you truly believe that, then it's a bit of a problem now. Okay. This is my only my only nitpick of the whole movie is the end, and it's when he is talking to Anna, and when when the when the when the revelation is made, and he says something about. You know, well, she only lived a few blocks away and this and this. And when the first time I'm watching it, I'm thinking she's, like, going to say, well, wait, how did you – you must be the killer. You must be the killer. Well, no, sure, but her realization does click into that. But, but, okay. Sorry. but he stops and says – he goes, oh – and he goes, she told me when I offered to give her a ride home. He goes, he goes, he goes, is that what you're wondering? So he dispels that right away. He squashes it. But then he goes, he says, he goes, he goes, he goes, there was other women killed too. And he goes, and he goes, she fit the, the whatever the, he said it. And he goes, and then she acts like it's the fucking biggest bomb dropped ever. Because then he says, he's like, he's yeah. like, wait a minute. He's like, he goes, well, haven't you seen? It's all over the news. So I, my question for Brandon specifically, because he knows the movie the most, was going to be this. Was he imagining that they were on to him? The stuff that he saw in the news, was he imagining that? And when he saw the guy with the newspaper and it said serial killer at large when he was on the subway, is that his imagination? Because if that's the case, then that scene works. But if this story is in the news and that's her reaction, that scene doesn't work. And she never should have automatically assumed he was the killer. They'd be no different than you saying it, Brandon. You know what I mean? There's some other women that have been killed. Oh, that, that, it must be you. You know. I don't know if it was all in his mind, but I I agree, Dave. That's the one. I, I say it's a quibble. It's it, 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 it's it's Isn't a it smudge on a rather good movie. Her her realization there is like bam, like it's instant. Right. A, instead of a build, it's like a conversation. She's like, and then he says it. She has a reaction. He notices a reaction and tries to. To, to do it, but I think what he's done is he's just made dug a deeper hole, and then well, it, it, 
And then starts just randomly talking about there's other girls and almost like frantically tries to cover it up. Because he doesn't really, he shouldn't know know about the MO. She just died the night before. Yeah. Not even like a few hours ago. She spoke to the cops. She said they never mentioned other women. So I I do believe that the, the newspaper articles and is real and everything's closing in on them. Otherwise it's too much like American psycho then. Well, then she overreacted completely. Well, I think because he just the way he says it and the way he sort of like digs deeper into it, it's like he knows too much and it's really unsettling. And the and fact he that he says he's outside with her, she walked her outside. That's yeah, but he you said see. he asked her if she wanted to ride home while they were at the party because they had a discussion. No, he, he, said, said, he, he said he said he met her outside. Yeah, he said he met her outside. Well, okay, so big deal. So fucking, how does she know what time he left the party? It was like backpedaling at that point. And there was a lot yeah. of thing going I think on. He, I think he realized that she she was like, wait a second here. Something's not adding up. Yeah, Plus, we're, this much. is the problem of a POV then. It's we're not getting his face here. And there, that would be, I guess, a quibble on the sense of now we're not being able to see. We're seeing half the picture. We're not seeing his reaction. We're only hearing him speak. And we're seeing her her response to it. So I take it as he messed up. I really do. I, I yeah. saw it as a mess up, especially since that kill with Rita. He he thought she was his mother. I mean, he even says to her, "I'm not going to kill you. I'm sure. going to keep you." Right. At this point, he's even he's even more broken. He's laying on her. He scalps her alive. He's breaking from his mo. So he's really coming to to the end of his game at this point. So I, I agree I, with all that. I just think that her her reaction doesn't just. I know what you're saying. It doesn't I, justify I do. I do. what he said. Because how many times does that happen? You might go to work and someone said, oh, haven't you seen in the news that there's, uh, you know, two people were killed on the fucking subway last week. Don't be careful of the subway. Oh, no, I didn't know that happened. That happens. People will say, hey, haven't you seen it on the news? There's There's, there's been three uh, women have been discovered dead. This is another one. There's, there's a serial killer preying on us here. You know what I mean? I, I just, her well, reaction just yeah. seemed like an awful lot. To automatically suspect him as the killer. That's well, all. They needed to throw something in there, like maybe she would have said something like, you know, how do you know it's connected? Something. Something like that. Like, how do you know it's connected to the other girls? Like, because how would he know that she was scalped like the other victims? Well, so that would have worked because yeah, we've that, seen that in movies before. Someone could have said, you know, and, 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 and all these women have been scalped. And yeah. she, it would be just like Scream 4. Remember exactly. when they said about them? It would be just like that where they're exactly. saying, oh, wait a minute. How did you know about that? That hasn't been. They didn't tell me she was scalped. How did you know that? Exactly. You know what? That would have worked that's, better. That's that's what it needed. Just yep. something like that. Yep. That's again. It's a nitpick, but it's something that I I picked up on this time that I had to bring up. Other than that, I had no complaints. Yeah. I, I feel very strongly about this film, but since it came up, I, I had to to mention that. Yeah. And I noticed it as well, uh, D. I just I don't I don't. It doesn't ruin the movie or or or, or change my rating, but I definitely noticed that was a little just a little abrupt. But they needed, I guess, they wanted to turn it and get it to that final, final act or or climax because I think we're already in. Uh, the act structure is kind of weird in this movie because I don't think there's actually, I don't know if I'd say there's three distinct acts. But it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's like no. 85 minutes. This thing moves. Right. It starts with a kill and it continues consistently with the kills, builds the characters decently, and uh, you know it doesn't overstay its welcome. Yeah, you can't really cut anything. The other two yeah. movies we said yeah. in 10 or 15 minutes. Actually, Bill's can... character is better than Decent, I actually think. I think it does a great job of, of obviously, Frank and uh, and Anna's relationship, but I think also his relationship with his mother. And I like the fact that they bring the boyfriend into it because it shows that he's he's sort of like a, a weak individual and he hates that about himself because he, he doesn't even stick up for himself when the, when the boyfriend wipes his hands on him. But but it doesn't break from his 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 mo- his motive. 
his modus operandi when you know because if they had him kill him i feel like that would have that would have broken from from the type of character he is his, well, his, the, his hatred is sort of fully directed at women i don't think he's weak i don't think he's weak when it comes to that situation with anna because i know okay i'm not gonna say i know i would be willing to wager that this has happened to every one of us before i know it's happened to me Women sometimes will do that, and they purposely won't mention that they have a boyfriend. And and it seems like they're sending you all the signals, and you're, you're going out, and you're hanging out with them, and you're talking to them. Then all of a sudden, the news breaks. Oh, I have a boyfriend. You're like, well, what the fuck are you doing with me? It looks, I, I thought we were going somewhere here. Uh, you're putting me in the friend zone? We didn't start off in the friend zone. This seems like it's building to something, and that's what I believe is going on with him. And you can see he gets a headache right away when she says, I, uh, well, let's go out for drinks with my boyfriend and this and that. And again, yeah, he immediately pulls back and is like, uh, I got to go home. I have seen situations where the woman will do that, and she still wants to fuck the side guy, but she wants him to meet the boyfriend to show him that it's copacetic and that they're hanging out and this and that. And that, people are weird, you know. But still, I understand his reaction there. But then later on, and I don't like this guy at all. But for the first time watching the movie, I understand why that guy had that reaction in there because I don't know if she told him that he's gay, the guy that I'm working with. But he, she works with gay men in, in this business that she's in and everything else. And he, and then he says, he's not even putting them down. He says, he goes, you know, uh, you know, she has her gay friends and that's one great thing about it. He goes, she's hanging out with them and I don't have to worry about them fucking her. And he goes, well, wait a minute. He's like, I'm not gay. So I think the boyfriend got offended, got mad that, wait a minute, you're not gay. Well, obviously you're probably trying to fuck her. So now I'm going to dry my hands on you. You know what I'm saying? I, th- I, think, I don't think he was doing that just to be a dick. I think he was just sending him the signal. Hey, oh, you're straight? Get the fuck away from my woman. And that, that's how I'm going to let you know. I'm going to grab mm. my hands and walk out and say, good talk, buddy. I, I, I saw him as demasculating him by making I a comment. And, and 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 still wiping his hands on him was just like an added dick move. I mean, the guy was a full-fledged a dick. dick I'm, but the whole point is I'm just glad that he didn't kill that guy, even though I wanted mm. to, because that would have really broken with the uh, the formula of the film if all of a sudden he's killing men too. That's true. I hear you. For whatever reason, this time I I, I kind of saw it a little bit from what his point of view would be. Like she, how, you know what I mean? Uh, she led me to believe that this guy is gay and everything else, and then and all of a sudden, oh wait a minute, I'm not gay. Well, what the fuck are you doing? I don't know. I'm just saying. Maybe she is a little flirty. Maybe she, maybe she there's a history with her. Who knows? I don't know. Mm. What about what about the actual? Because really, the branded the famous Brandon line. If you're gonna remake it, remake it. Indeed. Kind of like Suspiria, you're you're talking about Dave. Uh, for but where I'm going with it is, what about the kind of more traditional ending that kind of takes a page right out of the original it's with great. with the with the 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 spirits of the the zombies, if you will, of all of his victims coming back to kind of love it. Yeah, I love well, it. Too. I love it too. It's just it, it's funny because the movie's lucid with the scalping and a serial killer. And that's really the connection to the original. You've got the Easter eggs that we talked issues about. Issues with the mother, right? Issues with the mother. Things that have uh, led there. Mannequins. But that's the most helps. direct yeah. comparison to and the, the original subway. film. And the subway chase, which only it didn't it didn't accumulate in the same place, but there was still a subway chase, and there was yeah. riding on the subway, which was done well. That's yeah. that, that's a way to remake a movie, put, put little bits in it. But yeah, I hear you. That was almost exact. Well, I liked it. Don't get me wrong, but I just—it was yeah. interesting hearing your take. I knew Brandon would like it because of, of just. The you know, it's weird. Us. I really feel like demasculation is is a kind of a theme in here, especially since all the images he has of him like neutered as a mannequin. Uh, oh yeah, he's, you're right. He's, he's, that, 
I mean, it's 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 weird. It's 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 there. No, it's I, uh, there. It's it, yeah. it's it runs through it. You're right. You're absolutely right. Let me ask you: Do you did you guys see that picture in the beginning when he was surfing, when he was meeting Lucy online? He he was going through other pictures of himself until he finally settled on the modern one, of course, to show it to her. Did you guys see the one picture? I think that it was a picture of Elijah Wood from The Good Son. Have you seen this character in The Good yeah. Son? He's I, sitting I, in a yeah, tree and he has yeah. long hair, yeah. right? You think yeah. it was like maybe an, like a like another a Easter egg, like just like for fun? Yeah, like almost something. Like a callback. Yeah. yeah, and I've only seen that movie once, but I, rem- I I specifically remember what his character looked like in that movie. And I'm like, wait a minute. I go, that, that's a shot from The Good Son. You know yeah, what I there mean? There was a shot of him in the radio flyer. Oh. <laughs> Shit. I guess neither uh, one of you have seen Radio Flyer? Or- no, remember we I'm talked not, about this before on the show? Ago. You recommended I see it and somebody dies and it's a sad ending and everything else and he's in it and... And I haven't seen it yet. It's one of those movies where if you saw it as a kid, you would think it was a happy ending until you grow up and an adult explains to you what actually happened. You're like, what? I it's one of those. It. It's like, what? They didn't make it? <laughs> oh, man, I got to see it. Is, is it a Christmas movie? <laughs> yeah, I love I, I don't I can't get excited for Christmas until I think of dead children. So, yeah, it's definitely a Christmas movie. This December, it's on. Okay. <laughs> now, did you guys realize her description when they when she when he met Lucy at the bar and she goes, "Well, you weren't what I was expecting." He goes, "Really? What were you expecting?" And do you realize what she says and why? Yeah, Joe Spinell. She was describing. Yeah, yeah she described yeah. the fuck Joe Spinell exactly. That's yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah. That, that was that was another cool little homage. Yeah, yeah. God damn it with this homage. Shit's cold. <laughs> oh shit! I love that scene with her and goodbye horses and taking. First Dude, of all, always makes on. me goodbye horses oh. was used great here. Here's you know awesome. Yeah, it, it's great. It makes me think back to my fucking my twenties. I, I miss Stop fucking your cock into your ass. Yeah. I, love, I, I miss hooking up with a girl online. You tuck it between your legs and then you have a tickle fight with a friend and the first one that pops <laughs> out loses. <laughs> I missed that, yes. No. <laughs> Christian's going to play it later. Yeah. With Vince. Vince, you want to come over? That's our new episode. Want to play Tickle Monster? <laughs> tickle and the time. mirror on her ceiling? That's fucking great, man. I'd yeah. love to have the mirror on my ceiling. That, that was shot well, too. Yes, it was. And it shows him and everything else. And mm-hmm. and then... Building uh, nails. <laughs> right. Oh. But it stays true with it. It stays true with the fucking original spin, the way he chokes, he scalps her. He takes, you know, he's talking to himself. Couldn't he let me have just this one right after he kills her and all that stuff? That's so good. And there's a little bit of comedy in this movie to me. Sometimes when he talks to him, even in the original Maniac, some of the things he says to himself make me laugh. You know, I don't know if you guys get, get any humor out of it. But... Well, I can't remember offhand what, like, shoot me one line. Did you write him down or no? Well, I, the one of the one I have written down is, is actually towards the end. When he's going back and he brings her home at the end and it's the final thing and he's trying, okay, we're going to take her. And then they start, the mannequins start talking to him as he walks out. So, and one of them asks him a question and he says, do you want to go to bed? I forgot what she says. And he, he says, no, I don't. He said, like, <laughs> he's turning her down. He's all upset about it. No, I don't. <laughs> I love going. how each of the mannequins plays their role. Like Judy's yes. girlfriend and then everyone else just sort of has their spot in the room. And how you see Lucy after she's dead, fucking yeah. coming wife, and the way she's looking at him, all sad. That's yeah. fucking sad too, man. You're like, oh. Yeah, when he brings Anna home, and they're all tormented. Yeah. It's like, no, that's not what happened. No. Oh yeah, don't listen to him. No, yeah. yeah, don't listen to them. Yeah. <laughs> I had a memory, 
of this uh, of a scene in this film that was not in this film, and now I have to know what film it was. Hardware. Or I thought he was kept in a cage. Pet. No. No. Neither of those. Headless? You are thinking about Headless, the movie that Thank you love you. so much. Yes. No, 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 no. Uh, found. <laughs> Headless. No, Found Headless. was the movie, right? It was Headless. Maybe they show that scene in Found, but it was it was. Yeah, you know, they showed the, it a lot in Headless. Found is the movie. Headless is the movie that they watch in Found. Correct. Okay, so I liked Found, and I was not fi- fond of Headless. So Headless is when he's in the cage. Yeah. Or, yeah. or whatever. Okay. Who's I, in the yeah. cage? Elijah Wood. No, I had I had a a memory that when I was rewatching this, I'm like, I think there's a flashback where Mom has him in a cage. And then when the movie was over, I'm like, okay, it wasn't this movie. And I was trying to think of what movie, and then I, I just brought oh, it I be- up now. I, be- was... I believe it's a pet. It wasn't pet. We we already established what it was. Oh wait, you're talking about the movie with the cage. I'm pretty sure that's pet. Yeah, that pet. too. Bingo. <laughs> but there you was a it. woman in a cage, yeah. not a young boy. Good, Despite good of my rage, there's just a woman in the cage. Yes. <laughs> Do you mind uh, ghost dadding this motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> How about Anna when she first meets him and she says this little line, which I picked up on this time, where she's talking about renting the mannequins or whatever. He goes, well, I don't want to, well, maybe I can adopt him. And then she says one little throwaway line, but she says, I could be a good mother, she says. And I think that played to his sympathy about the mother thing. You yeah. Know? They didn't notice it till this time. Just this, you know, thing that was yeah. said that I, that I was like, oh, okay. Now I see, you know. Yeah. I love the I end when, he, when he's telling her, he's like, I wasn't going to hurt you. I was going to bring you home to mother. Oof. And, okay, here's my other small complaint. This fucking woman, we know she has a phone in the subway chasing because she's on the phone. She's fucking doing shit in her fucking cell phone. She's on, on the damn thing on the subway, right? You remember this, right? And then she's yeah. looking up and she sees him and everything else. And then she gets off and he follows her. Now she's running through the fucking subway all this time in the street. Goes all now one time does she fucking dial 911 or anybody? You have a phone on you. You have a lunatic chasing you for fucking 10 minutes. How do you not fucking call the cops or anybody? How did I not pick up on that? Because I was yeah, I watching that. And I never even thought about it. Yeah, she's yep. she looks up from her phone and sees yep. him staring at her in the subway. True. Yeah. No, I remember that. Something. That's why I'm just... Yeah, yeah I mean, there's, there's an argument to be made there. There's also, you know, the argument to be made about the subway and, you know, the streets being so damn empty. But I guess, you know, fear fear kicks in. You're not being rational. She's just worried about getting away. Kills brutal. Maybe she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't really. I guess know the the severity of the threat. She just knows this crazy guy's following her. <laughs> She's... Yeah, it's a small complaint, but still, I, I noticed it. You know, I'm like they they make they show they show you she has a phone, but then <laughs> when you need it the most, she doesn't do anything about it. Yeah. You know, great kill, of course. You know, all the kills really are. I mean, all the scalps are fucking towards the end when he has what's her name too, and he's just cutting into her back. I don't even know how they did it. It looks so good. It looked wow. real. It looked it yes. cut perfectly real. Yeah. Like and the, the little noises. scrapes and then they open up. Yeah. Yes. Damn. No, yeah. it, there is a couple. Of cri- I was like cringy a couple of times. I I don't do well with the slicing slicing of the Achilles tendon. Oh, like that was under the car. Yeah, like, that was. Oh, it, that was like one of the first like cringy moments. But there there are a few cringy in a good way. Like I like th- obviously that they were unsettling, so it worked. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, I feel bad for him, too, because he was almost there when he goes over to Anna's house and she's like there and she takes off her uh, robe or whatever it was. And, you know, she he's, I know what you need. And he's here to massage her. And then he opens his mouth about something. I forgot what it was. He said something, but he was almost there. She was letting him in. She's like, come here, massage me. I'm like, 
this guy might end up getting the girl because he yeah. wouldn't have hurt her because and we know he wouldn't have just like in the first one he didn't have any intention on it. and he even said i never laid a hand on you or something he said to her and it's true yes he had this other life and he was a fucking lunatic did sure. he have his didn't he have a spout about of like his headache kicked in or something like that there that now, was that scene. That was yeah. earlier in the movie when they were okay. sitting outside and he got the migraine. But then they had the scene of them going to the movies, seeing uh, Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. That was a cool oh, that was great. where he sees the other girl turn into the mannequin. and oh, Yeah, he's being haunted. And uh, she even talks about the end of the film, them all ending up in a mental asylum and how he sees it as a happy ending. It's a lot. There's a lot there. But yeah, he never, he never intended to hurt her. I mean, he does punch her the one time after she stabs him in the hand. He punches her through the glass table, but really more of a defensive wound. <laughs> of course, yeah. You get the other guy good, fucking cleaver to the oh, face. Oh man, that guy had a sparkle uh, commercial the next day too. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was like the yeah, it was like the uh, Crispin Glover, but into the mouth. Yes. Oh, that was so oh, madness. Good. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> into the <laughs> nice. That oh. to me is the comedy. Like that's. Funny enough, that's what I felt funny is the fact that he was going to be in a sparkle for mm-hmm. a smile and his teeth, and he got, of course, the cleaver to the mouth. To me, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. Sorry. Oh, here's a question. How did he know her apartment number? The fucking woman. The, you know, what's her name? The, the, the you know, the mother. Whatever did the fuck. Her home? Well, yeah. they showed the guy coming outside. She had already gone up the elevator. She had come in, and then she went and she checked in with the guy at the desk, and then she went and she went up the elevator. Next thing you know, the guy at the desk gets distracted by something outside or to let somebody out of a door. I forgot what it was. But he walks in, he goes on the guy's desk, and he steals his key, and then he goes in the elevator. How would he have known what the fuck her, her condo or apartment number is? Maybe he took he a looked, key. Maybe he looked her up on the computer. <laughs> Yeah, the computer. Again, yeah, it's a nitpick, it, it, but it's something yeah. I noticed. That's all. You know, that, that, that's what I do when I'm watching a movie. And again, aside from those three little things, there, there's really nothing to complain about. The, the effects, K and B, are fucking great. The story's great. It's sad. The flashbacks are are all top-notch. You, you feel for the character. Soundtrack great. is great. It's on oh, Apple Music if you got Apple Music. Rob. Oh, I, yeah. It's so Soundtrack good. by Rob. It's so good. Rob is great. Rob is fucking three for three with me with horror. He's done this. He's Rob done G. Revenge. Rob G. Yeah, it's really his. It's alter ego. Yes. The creep. No. <laughs> no I'm not he saying did, He did the soundtrack for Creep. Innocent. <laughs> and Creep too. He really does look like Rob G. There he is. Rob Stop. G. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> Want to see my cock waves. The closer you get to the screen, you look more like Rebecca, though. Oh. <laughs> So anyway, he did this Aww, one. He gave you an awe. Yeah. Aww. Revenge and uh, Gretel and Hansel. Three fucking great soundtracks, man. Rob, check them out. Although it says R-O-B for Gretel and Hansel for some reason. They fucked up on iTunes. R period, O period, B. It's the same guy, though. Still how you spell Rob. <laughs> Minus the periods. Yeah, it's like R-I-P or Rip. Big difference, you know? I ripped the fart. I, I rest in peace the fart. You know? <laughs> Well, I guess you could rest in peace of fire. Yeah. I mean, you kill it, you know? It could kill a room. <laughs> anyway. It does. How about the art showing, the, the her photo shoot, the uh, the mannequins? That was cool with her face on it. Yes, it was. That was really cool. Yep. Yeah, that was some Disney Haunted Mansion shit. Yeah, really? Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Grimsby ghost, come out to socialize. <laughs> <laughs> you have Brandon's face on there. 
<laughs> That'd be great. But it is an in out done. It, I love when movies know not to overstay their welcome. There, there's enough, I guess, meat on the bone, as Dave would like to say. It just it gets you right into it. You're you're in the in the eyes of a of a psychopathic serial killer at this point who's got mommy issues, and you're just gonna take this ride with him for the next 85 minutes, and it moves along. Great kills, great backstory to understand why he's doing it. He's even having visions of his mother having sex on the street, even though it's just some random hooker having sex with a guy. So he's he's becoming more and more delusional. He's becoming. Are you more serious? Yeah. There was a random hooker having sex on the street, not his mom from the past. He saw it as his mom, but then when he pulled, when you, when it pulled back, you saw it was just a random. I thought hooker. it was Anna. I thought it was Anna's face when he looked again. That's no. what I saw it as. And okay. he was imagining Anna all of a sudden. That's what I thought. I thought it was just some blonde whore. Really? There's gonna be a blonde whore fucking some guy uh, in the street while he's there and, and not, not thinking anything of it? Come on, really? I mean, yeah. I'm not saying it's not possible. I just just took me to a different place. I'm sure. Not possible. It, I'm sure it happens more than I. I, I, I think it's a flashback. I don't know. You don't have sex on the street. Hookers are smarter than I. You. don't have sex on the street, but people do. Well, people do drunks out of a bar, but not a hooker. I mean, well, th- what, then what do you think? It if it was a memory, it was a memory of his mom having sex on the street. That's right. But it's it fine. pulled back but and showed the actual... on the street, so what but, but that was the fucking memory. 70s, and this is 2010. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with no. Dave on that one. I, when he has a vision of the mother, I don't think it's necessarily the vision that his mother had sex on the street once. He's just seeing his mother as, a, as having sex on the street because he's witnessing two people having sex on the street. Well, oh, I thought okay, that there was... My joke a... was, what difference is it... Yeah, it's fine. But no, I know no, what you're no. saying, but I, th- there's actually two people having sex on the street here in the movie, unless I'm crazy. I, I never thought that. First and foremost, when his mother would have done it, it would have been a different time. It would Maybe have been it was in the Madeline fucking... O'Malley. The seventies. That's what I was arguing. Dave was like, "They can't be having people having sex on the street." I'm like, "But if he's having a memory, what difference if it was a memory of his mom having sex on the street, or two people actually having sex on the street right well, now?" Well, hold on. If it's a memory, then it's there's not real, and no one's difference. there. There's a huge. The, yes. There's a huge. Hold on. A now. Vision of his mom being. I, a, I'm sorry. I'm just, hold on. There's a huge difference. The first difference is time period. Let's say this is the eighties or the seventies when he's young. And he sees it. It was a different world back then. Uh, it, it's not like doing it in, in fucking 2010. It's just you, there's no way you're gonna get away with that nowadays. Maybe back then it was a little easier. Now I'm not saying that's that's a fact. Number two, maybe that did. What I'm saying is, his I thought his mother did that, and he was watching it happen, and she was telling him get in the car or go. That this was a memory. But now number three, number three. You think that fucking people are just having fucking sex on the street in fucking in 2016 or whatever the fuck this year is made, and he's walking by and they're just letting it happen? I don't yeah, know. I believe really? that was happening. Yeah, I didn't I see that. I just thought it was a flashback. It would have been a flashback had he only seen his mother to me, but you saw just some random blonde girl then. Why show that? Blonde? I didn't see it as Anna. Oh, I saw it as Anna when, they, when she turned her head. Well, if, you saw, if, it, if it was Anna, then it's a... Double flashback, or that's what flash, I thought—a flashback to a flash forward, like a, or flash like a double rainbow. Like I'm thinking a, of Hellraiser too, maybe when when fucking Chenard looks in and he sees uh those people fucking when he first gets in there having a threesome, and they looks and the fate turns and it's fucking what's her name Claire Higgins, um you know. Which one is Hellraiser again? Oh, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, Richard, I don't know. What are you doing? The mystery of. Oh, I'm, I, I was just responding to something on. He's texting his dentist. I need this fucking tooth fix. I can't even talk. I'm whistling, I'm whistling on air right now. I've got some pain actually here. Actually, this episode I've noticed. <laughs> I haven't had pain before. Oh no. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's all. No, is right. You oh, better boy. get some Oregel. 
Yes, or keep cocks out of your mouth. That, that, that's a good start. <laughs> what about the hair necklace that he gives her? Do you think that that hair necklace came from, what's her name, Lucy, that he just killed? Because he says, I think it's horse hair. Maybe that was a fucking joke. Yeah, yeah, just... you know, I I never thought about that. That'd be pretty pretty creepy. Well, why would he have a hair necklace? Well, he you also did I mean? say, why so long in the face? <laughs> why why are you so long in the tooth right now? You know? <laughs> She also said, she also said, nay. <laughs> but still, he scalps people. He scalps people. Why would he not? If he's going to, if, if a guy who's known to scalp people has a hair necklace, it doesn't only make sense to think that's where the hair came from. Maybe he made a merkin. <laughs> oh, shit. That would have been, that would be a better, we could remake this movie, but instead of scalping women, he's scalping men's merkins. That's part two. Maniac two on the move. <laughs> Maniac two, Merkin on the move. A, a Merkin graffiti. <laughs> oh God, okay. that's a joke. It's so weird. I feel like I I love this movie so much. I I can't say enough good about it. Yet it's it feels like there's not enough to say. Right? It's because yeah, it's what very. Talking it's, about it for a while. What are you talking about? We're, no, but I feel like, like I don't know. I feel like I should have been like blowing it for hours. But there's just yeah. there's not much to say. It's just so good in every aspect that it explores. Frank, the girls, his relationship with Anna, his demasculization. You know the the flashbacks of him becoming a mannequin, turning into this sort of like plastic. Um, oh uh, yeah. Like like neutered non-sexual yeah. entity. The flashbacks with mom, uh, you know, all the, you know, the Easter eggs or homage to the original. And, of course, the 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 climax, the fact that he wasn't going to hurt Anna when Anna runs that car crash, when she flies oh. out the window. The way the, the way they do those those injuries on her face, the way they did those effects. So, oh, man, it looked genuine. Like, it looked like she was really dying. And, uh, and, and you mm. know, just obviously bringing up her scalp and, and the showdown with the with the girls and the way they're all tormenting and the way they, they – rip his face off and that expression on that lower level when they pull his face yeah. off. It looks exactly like him, but it's just like, yeah. oh, oh man, man. It's so good. Yeah. It reminded think, me of uh, the, the scene in uh, Day of the Dead. I yep. think I, uh, when, when the, he, eye. When he, the yeah. eye gets exposed. Funny enough, that was uh, Greg uh, Nicotero, was yeah. it not? And that that, and that worked I on did, that with I did not see that coming. Savini. And this is KNB again. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. great. I did. That was an yeah. ocular illusion. Was it now? All of that. <laughs> what are you minding your suit? My old joke. It's a, it's a new joke that I'm going to write into the ground. What is it? Just keep talking off camera when I'm not enjoying the comedy on camera. <laughs> See, you know, you know if, if I didn't believe the investigation was real, then the last scene should have just been him in the closet, dead of the wow. injury. Dead of hit, dead of the injury from being stabbed with the hand, and not show the cop there with the gun. But I think, especially given the fact that this all happened on the street, the car crash, you know, at, uh, the the show that brings the cops out. That's what I'm saying. It all yeah. could have been imagined, and then seeing a dead person right in the fucking thing, 
Okay, so you, you know what I mean? so, so the cops, so you think the cops are real at the end? It's just whether or not the investigation. Yes. Okay, okay, that's. Of fine. course, the cops are real at the end, but he's the only one that has ever seen seeing that there's an investigation. He okay. sees it on the newspaper, and he sees it on the news. It's always him. You never hear anybody else talking about it, or it. You know what I mean? You're seeing it again. His POV is the entire movie. That's the thing. There's just not. A, he's so self isolated, except for his victims. That there's true. really not an opportunity to hear other people talking about the investigation. But either way. I'm okay with it. Either way, it works. It's, to me, it's not like a, it's not an issue either way. And wouldn't they have said something when the girl was going to walk home? Wouldn't she have been more, although she was a bitch and she was demeaning as fuck. Oh, oh, you have a friend who, who restores completely useless objects. Remember, you talk about these expensive ass fucking mannequins. Yeah, they're antiques. Yeah, he, she wants to them destroy, down. yeah, she wants to destroy them. She calls them Fred. Yeah, fuck her. You know, but anyway, <laughs> fuck all that. But what I'm saying is, if this was going on in the town, almost like a Summer of Sam thing, you're not going to let somebody walk home. It would have at least come up. You know what I mean? When, yeah. the guy, when the boyfriend comes out and says, okay, see you later, and she gets mad at him, wouldn't, when she was getting ready to go, wouldn't they said, oh, yeah, I don't know, you should he, be careful. What, did he, to, what did he say to her? He said something weird. Oh, bye-bye, sweetie. Like, just kind of ushering her out the door because yeah, he, he wanted he to do this. Dick. Yeah, right. And that's probably why they had the fight between that and, yeah. and him rubbing his fucking, maybe, what's his name, told him. Probably wouldn't, though, that, nah. that he rubbed, dried his hands on him. Because he said, why are you always doing that? Yeah, because he just wanted to get rid of her. He goes, okay, good night, sweetheart, and he closed the door. He just body slammed me and wiped his hands on me. (laughs) (laughs) No, but she did say, you know, like, I mean, again, it's because it's so, it's it's POV, most of it, so we don't really see really outside what's going on. Well, how did we not bring that up in street trash? He literally got body slammed and broke his glasses. (laughs) <laughs> oh, he did into the windshield. The guy, yeah. oh, the guy with the right. bow tie. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Amazing! <laughs> he did. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Sorry, B. You're. Oh, I just started laughing. <laughs> you know, Didn't that what? happen? And we, talk, and we talked about Luke and his loose-fitting underwear in the innkeepers. How about uh, the woman at the junkyard with her loose-fitting underwear? <laughs> <laughs> that was a connection. Yeah, she was almost wearing like a diaper. <laughs> I'm glad it didn't get into really nasty, disgusting stuff though. Because when I'm seeing them, like, oh my god, this is gonna get really gross and nasty. And yeah, I mean, some of it is, but it didn't go over the top. You don't think that the, the yellow goo shooting out of her? Ooh, I, th- I, thought of her- I thought her kill was probably the weakest. It looked a little too. <laughs> it looked a little wonky. There was weaker ones than that. Like what's his name coming outside of the fucking uh, uh, the liquor store owner? Just oh Ed, I liked Ed. <laughs> Don't okay. spray. Don't spray on me. Don't drip on me. By the way, she was doing it and dripping. You notice that every single one of them, even when they were just ahead and nothing else was left, they, they were still able to scream. Every single victim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so they have we, no vocal cords. I, no I, I know we've gone back to street trash now. We didn't talk about uh, Bronson's head smiling as when he jumps over him. <laughs> Oh, because, yeah, because she, she doesn't wear a fucking underwear for Exactly, some yeah. Oh, dirty bird. Wow. Yeah. That was great, yeah. though. It was, was great. great. <laughs> Smiles. Looks up her skirt. It was a good fake head. It was good, yeah. It was a, it was a fake head explosion. Anyway, and this this movie is great. It's funny, though, because when we did, we did, well, Brandon, you, I think, rated both of them 10 out of 10s, correct? Am I not, am I wrong? I think the original Maniac and the original, remake? Original, I think I gave a nine or nine and a half. The original was like my number 10. It was 10 all of our number 10s. Oh, that's remember. right. It was yeah. all of our number 10s. It was all of our number 10s. And I think, Dave, you and I, no, we didn't give it 10 out of 10. We I gave, gave it a nine. A nine. Yeah, I yeah, gave it a nine. It was my number nine, number 14 slasher. That's what it was. 
I, I will say this. If we were doing it again, it would be higher than 14. The original oh. or this one? This was 14. The original was 10. So what oh, I'm saying, okay. if we were to yeah. do the slasher show again, it would be higher up than 14. It, it would have – be. It, yeah. I, I went up on the movie. What were we talking not- about that we broke into street trash? <laughs> oh, I said the bri- – uh, uh, you just broke my glasses – you we, you brought up oh the-, the cops the cops coming out because of the car accident and obviously the the commotion that at Anna's place before he even wraps her up in the shower curtain and takes her home yeah okay so that Which makes sense. a great I like the cover art of that cover because I think the Blu-ray has some horrible cover art yeah but that but the poster of like the mannequin, the mannequin? shower curtain yeah looks amazing yeah the Blu-ray yeah the Blu-ray is not great I'm, I think eventually this will get a, a really cool treatment like a really cool edition I would love like a steel book of this it's underappreciated I, I I don't know I, I don't recall maybe I can look it up quick where it finished in the top hundred so as far as you know the listeners and everybody else's opinion on the movie where they stand yeah I, I, I don't know but I mean you know I just feel like I mean people do rank it up there when they make their lists of you know the 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 best remakes best horror remakes it's it's always it's always mentioned it's mentioned you know fairly consistently so i do feel like it it gets its due and just it's number seven i was way off okay <laughs> it finished ahead of it chapter one black oats daughter trained to busan it was number seven get out was number six so yeah it wow people do love it yeah it, it gets its due and i think it's deserving i think it's everything a remake should be i'm, yeah. I'm with you i'm with you as well i think we're all there I think at the end of the day, it's a perfect example of of what we always say, and or what you've always said, and so I'm I'm right there. I think I, we again, you were a ten out of ten. It was your number one. Yeah. I think both Dave and I had it at nine out of ten. I I don't like, I don't know what's what I I I feel like it's on par with the original in a different way. Exactly. Like, so I feel like exactly. I have to almost give it that. Well, you know what? In the slasher show, I gave Maniac nine out of ten. And I gave Maniac 2012 nine out of ten, so I do have them yeah. aligned. I'd probably come off on the original Maniac now. You know, I mean, I was oh, nice. nine. I'd probably come up on that one too. But I mean, like four of my top five, I think were ten out of tens. Like I'd give sure. the OG Halloween, the OG Friday, Nightmare on Elm Street. I'd, I'd rate those all nine and a half tens. I mean, I love them that much. They just are that special to me. Black Christmas, I love. You know, maybe maybe nine and a half for that. You know, because. Because there are problems. Admit it. But I, I mean, uh, we're not getting into it. Not no. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta take these kids somewhere soon. So. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> it's already in the Hall of Fame. If if he gave it a ten on, on this show, and we each gave it nine, I, I believe it's it already been the hall, I believe it did make the Hall of Fame already. I'm I'm sticking with a ten. I I love it. Everything about it. So. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'm gonna stick with my nine right now. I I really enjoy this movie, but it's at a nine. I'll tell you what, I'm up. I'm up to a nine and a half. I've, I've come up on it again. So. I'm going to chop mine down to a nine and take it out of the hole. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Of course you I'm keeping it on par with uh, that original. For, uh, with, uh, my on par? Time. I didn't know you play golf. <laughs> Not well. <laughs> How about putt-putt? Putt-putt? Yeah. Do you ever play putt-putt with Junior? Um, uh, No, not that way. I mean, I have putted, but not played putt-putt. <laughs> There's a difference. Look at anyway, I almost called him Derek. Look at Christian. I, yeah, I, I just want to put put my fucking self out of here. Okay, <laughs> put it out. Put put. We, we want to put you okay. out too. Yeah. We want to put put you out. <laughs> Woof. Okay, we'll get out of here. 
Oh, uh, again, I, I forgot to say uh, thank you again to uh, to John Rhodes for Innkeepers. I forgot to mention that at the end. And thank you again to Jonathan for Maniac. So, nice. Yeah, so that's that. Great show. Next show, 111, 111, Stir of Echoes, Jaws, and Atrocious. What an interesting mix of movies. That, that, is, a, that is the weirdest trio of films ever. Yeah. And the good thing is Atrocious is like, 65 minutes long. No, it's nice and short. Isn't it, is it nice to have like a super short film? Yes, it is. I want to do Treevenge again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to watching Jaws because I got that 4K now. So Yeah, I've been meaning I, I got to get the, I want the Steelbook. I want the 4K Steelbook. So. Yes. Okay. Me. Well, let's get out of here. We've overstayed our welcome. Christian so. certainly has. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. We love you guys. Love you a long time. Oh. We'll see. Yeah, I'm stealing your life. <laughs>